Jones go from the Quincy Jones show and I am of course joined by my one and only co-host of all co-hosts drum roll please the incomparable hip hop hybrid Doc Lesnar in the building y'all how we doing we back it's another show man man we I mean we got to keep hitting them out the park man we, we that's what we do but you know SummerSlam and TakeOver just happened. So, yes, yes, they I did. mean, it kind of wasn't a question that we needed to hop on and and, and just cover this, man, because... Uh, a lot has happened. A few ups, few downs, few high spots, few, few low blows. Uh, you know, but we're going to get into it. I mean, I think first and foremost, we should, uh, I mean, straight away, I'm sorry, but as a wrestling fan and... I know it's hard to believe this because we mostly uh, report on, like, the WWE. And, I mean, we, we go to a lot of different events, you know. Uh, we primarily report on what's going on in WWE. But as an all-around fan of not just WWE, of oh, just wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. yeah. TakeOver put on a better show. That, and, and the thing is, it's it, it's not a new sentiment. You know what no. I mean? That That's something that we... They, it's not a like spoiler this. alert. It, at, at that's one not year, breaking news. It's just... Well, at one of your big four, this should never happen. Especially, yeah, as, as, as spot like uh, uh, a weekend like SummerSlam, yeah, or uh, which is the WrestleMania of the summer, basically. I mean, know. I think what's kind of poor is you could kind of notice the differences between how much of a bigger deal that you know Takeover Brooklyn Three felt like more than the SummerSlam. Um, I agree. I mean, I felt like SummerSlam. The card was plagued by a lot of last minute. You know, kind of hot-shotted storylines just yeah. to build up. A we need card. to get this guy in there. We need to get this guy in there. So let's throw them together. Yeah, you know, you know? just just to make the card look formidable of what a SummerSlam is. I mean, I, I put like this: like five years from now, Blampied from What Culture is going to put this on on one of his countdowns as one of like the disappointing match cards for sure because it's like this it felt deflated you know uh yeah, it was one-sided for sure man and 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 this is not a knock to any of the performers at all you know what i mean uh four hour event uh there was again there was ups and downs i wasn't consistently on my seat the entire time um t- that takeover had me you know what i mean uh yeah. and, and the thing is isn't necessarily a bad thing if the developmental, quote-unquote, since everyone likes to, NXT is only developmental, you guys think too much. It's like they should not be outperforming or putting on a better show than the main guys, but then at the same time, it's like, is that is that not a good look to show that, hey, uh, th- this system's working? Uh, you know, because there was other things. There's other factors. I don't know if you heard about this. There was actually uh, Trump protesters in the area, I, I heard they were they were threatening to shut down. Well, there everything was a few that actually weekend. had seats in pretty pretty prominent spots in the show too, and they said that their whole their whole thing was we want Trump out of the Hall of Fame, you know, which is fine. Also, they're protesting against Trump. Yeah, yeah okay. I just WWE. saw the word Trump protesters. No, I, yeah, oh yeah, that's very true with a lot of stuff that's going on right now. But no, these are an actual coalition of wrestling fans okay. that are like not to say they're anti-Trump, but they're calling for WWE. 
to get some some form of call to action because of the things that he's saying and the things that are going on right now. They're using like the Hulk Hogan thing, as you know, you took Hulk Hogan out of the Hall of Fame, which I, I mean, I haven't really seen actual proof of besides deleting his picture off the alumni oh, the section. Alumni you know page, what I mean? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure he still has his ring and it's still in record books, so I don't know where they're getting this from. But they were saying, oh, you know, Hulk Hogan did what he did. You guys took him out the Hall of Fame. It's time that you do the same for, you know, Donald Trump. I mean, I'm all for, like, expressing yourself. I just think, like, I don't see it happening. He's a personal friend of the McMahon family. Linda works yeah, in Lindy, his cabinet. Well, yeah, I, say, I mean, business, it, you're yeah. basically mad about uh, imaginary honor in an imaginary building that doesn't exist. There is well, no, like, Hall of Fame. There's been rumors of it being constructed at some yeah. point. But it's like, I get it. I totally get the notion. But to to waste uh, money on a ticket to to protest that live in person at SummerSlam yeah, and, and, and is yeah, kind of, it's a lost cause. They you know? basically made it seem like they were going to be disruptive during the show. And, 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 Unless, were, and, and this is how kind of, I don't want to say delusional, but they're, their vision of it, the whole their whole purpose was skewered. And right when I read this quote was like, uh, I forgot the guy's first name, but something Stevens. Uh, he had said, you know, if they don't want to pretty much compromise what we're trying to ask them to do, you know, we all got pretty good seats in this arena, and you know, we will be disruptive, and and it, it'll be something, you know, to ruin one of their biggest shows, and it'll, and, you know, we'll be on the WWE Network forever. And I'm like, maybe they're the ones who threw around that beach ball. I don't know. It could be. I mean, yeah, but, but, you know, the fact that, oh, we'll be, you know, on the WWE Network forever. It's like, no, dude, like so they can, they can, whatever you guys are going to be doing, they can edit out. I'm sure like they've done it with other footage before. With worse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I mean that, that right there just showed me like how deep their, their thought process was in that whole front. But, um, so, you know, amidst all that controversy, you know, NXT did a great job. The pre-show was a little shaky, as you can tell, because there was like, uh, it was live, live mic. Um, Baron Corbin was uh, being Baron Corbin. Uh, Charlie had asked him about the the briefcase. Uh, there's a lot of NXT guys that showed up. That was a pretty nice little um, or like former NXT. Yeah, yeah. They had a lot of the former. You know, Kevin Owens, Neville, Sasha Banks, Carmella was there. Hey, Kalisto uh, was in there. You know, at ringside with Nakamura. I got I got a note about that. It's a very small note. When they sent the wrestlers out to separate Braun and 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 uh, Brock again on the Go Home Raw. Yeah. Why is Kalisto again in that group of people? I don't know, man. I mean, maybe he's got a strong heart. Man, <laughs> so as soon as I saw him, all I could think, think of is strength's going to equate or what? I don't I, know. I, all I could think is when I see him on screen, I see. I, 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 we've talked about this before. So yeah. you're, the I hear you in the, the back Kalistos. of my head, and I'm just like, bro. First of all, it's one thing if it's Brock and you know some other guys. But it's Brock and Braun. Why are you even out here? Yeah, it's just like forego the, the under six in feet dumpster, guys man. and just, you know, send all the six feet and over guys down there. Yeah, he he put you in a dumpster, bro. And technically you won the dumpster match, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I mean, fast forward, takeover was great. Started off with Gargano and uh, Cien Almas, Andrade Cien Almas with the lovely, what's her name? Is it Salida? It's Zelina, Zelina. Vega or Thea Trinidad, but yeah. Uh, Zel- what's the, what's the, her work? Vega? Vega. Yes. Zelina Vega. Which yeah. that it's sounds like, like a wrestling name. That Zelina sounds like a wrestling Vega. name. Like, it, I don't know. The Vega, I'm not, too, I'm not a super fan of, but uh, this was a good match. Um, this was a good match. To be honest, when I saw Johnny throw out the, uh, the original challenge, I thought it was going to be like uh, Leo Rush. Um, 
But you know what? To even to that credit, you know, it's it's funny the difference between the NXT broadcasts and putting together a match last minute versus WWE. You know, they had well, Rusev sense. and Randy, and it was for nothing. it was like for nothing. Um, and they you know, made it. They made it seem so. Yeah, it was like yeah. what an eight minute segment. While you got Gargano and Almas, they literally had the days before takeover. Like he sent the challenge down. Yeah, that and Wednesday. Yeah, they yeah, put on right. a hell of a match. Set the tone. It was a barn burner, bro. Like, like, and it, it was, I, I yeah, for no, one, it definitely set the tone for the night, hundred yeah. percent. And I, I for one will say, I'll reiterate, like, you know, shouts to three D beats. Yeah, I saw him tweet Zelina. And and Almas, those they are money. I, I I often wonder what is missing from Almas to take him to the next level. I I've become an organic fan of his. I think he could work his ass off, but there was always something missing, and maybe it was a mouthpiece. And I never thought it being a female. I thought maybe he needed to be in a stable with someone who could speak better. I didn't know what to think, but like him having a valet of sorts, I think really helps helps him. Is that is that an issue? I mean, I know. Obviously, he cuts most of his promos. I mean, I think of all of his promos he's cutting in Spanish. Oh, yeah. Is he, like, has he not been, I haven't heard anything. It personally, personally, my taste, the times I've seen him shed the Spanish to go in the English route has not been the best presentation. It mm-hmm. doesn't flow off. Like, even we talk about all the time, Hideo, obviously English is not his first language, but I think he has a better time speaking it than, say, a Nakamura who mm-hmm. still, we keep talking, you know, we talked about him episodes ago, who proceeds to do these promos with the mouthpiece in his mouth, which I no, would no, think you obstructs know what's crazy it. Is I don't even think that he has the mouthpiece. Like, that's literally how he talks now, dude. Yeah, I, I wonder if there, yeah, I wonder if it doesn't matter whether the mouthpiece is in or not. But I, I just generally, I would think that would obstruct um, his pronunciation, if anything. But like, Hideo, like I said, he he's a little better than Nakamura, but I don't. I think Hideo could speak better English in, in the terms that it translates well on TV more than Almas can. Well, I think know? the thing that Hideo also has is he has the emotion because, like I said, and I've said it before on the show, he has a lot of like grunts and and, and, and guttural guttural sounds that kind of help translate his 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 uh his frustration or like his real anger. Primal. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, it's just a real primal type of a. Uh, Vibe. Type of behavior, like almost, you know what I mean. He, and I mean, and which is almost needed to to help uh, illustrate his aggressiveness as he's kicking the shit out of you in the oh, ring. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, um, but back to the, to the guys with the spotlight, Gargano, uh, uh, you know, Andre uh, Cien Almas, these guys who are down. I I wanted to see a little bit more of the tranquilo as uh, as Nigel likes to say, but uh, this was a good match. Um, would you say the right guy won? Um, I believe so. I mean, I think it's great to see Johnny back. I love that it's just Johnny wrestling on his tights. I think it, it's, you know, it's his second match back from as a solo person. And yeah, and I don't think it hurts him. I think even the finish were like, you know, the you know, Zelina throwing the, the DIY t-shirt, you know, when he's going for like the trademark kick or whatever it was because he put his arms up like he would you know yeah for the super kick yeah which we haven't seen him use as a finish yeah only as a tag team guy exactly so and and then i think you had said while we were watching it if only the t-shirt would have opened up a little bit more or maybe if they actually would have showed johnny after the match like 
you know, that. sitting and holding the, the shirt with, you know, throwing that, it down. Some type of look. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, showing that, that it still affects him a little because bit. Because the commentators didn't, like you said, they didn't really call it too well as far as like yeah, why did. that shirt was important, you know, why that, that whole, yeah. you know, but. Because um, anyone could throw a towel or something yeah, in, yeah. but the fact that it was specifically that t shirt. And and you know it's a mind game. She knew what she was doing. She she brought that shirt for insurance. She knew, especially you know he he cut that promo you know earlier in the week about his history with Brooklyn. Yeah, it's his you first know, time yeah, you know on so, his own. They have it yeah. just just trying to craft his own relationship with Brooklyn as a solo guy now. And then yeah, I mean I, I'm not mad at it because at the same time it's also builds in you know when you bring that promo in, into question it builds in that. That uh, disappointment that Almas wants to create for for Johnny, and oh. it, it, you're not gonna make a whole new name off of me, you know. Which I'm actually kind of glad too, because Almas has been taking else for a while. Um, so I'm hoping this is a, a step in the, in the right direction. And I know people again, oh, the, the, the lose the losses don't matter. It's this is developed. It does. It it really. It I feel like in NXT they do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I mean, they don't really have they don't follow a ranking system either. But like the people there. Who watch the product? They're more in tune with with who's supposed to be deserving of what. Like, I mean, it's it's more of a realistic feel as far as like the competition or the competitive edges is, is involved down there. But. I agree that that whole you deserve it vibe that the, the crowd really because yeah, you'll hear it in WWE, but when you hear it in NXT, it's you know not to not to hammer the the pun in too hard, but it really is well deserved. Like it's it's one of those things where they've been. Um, you know, really receptive of whoever is in question that they're saying it to, their progress. Yeah, their body of work. Yeah, yeah. That progress and watching them yeah. get to that spot where whatever it is that accolade is deserving of, of, of them. You know what I'm saying? And so, so of the opportunity and, given at the time. Yeah. yeah I mean exactly. and, and I think it's because the, the it's all homegrown, man. Like the fans, they grow exactly. with the progress. Like they they I mean it's it's almost yeah. like 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 Ty is a really great example because we've seen him when he wasn't at his greatest and then look at what he's become. Um I mean it's it's you saw I'm, him become a ten. Yeah, you know I mean, what I'm like saying? It, it was I ain't gonna lie, the, the system is hit and miss. More hits than miss, but it's not consistent. There's guys that, you know, don't get to follow up. And maybe because and we've talked about it with Mark before, maybe they literally just have a full sale limited gimmick that it can't, it can't go past a, a larger yeah. crowd than that yeah they it only appeals to hundreds but yeah. may not be able to reach thousands yeah so. you know and then sometimes some of these guys got to think a little bit bigger so you know but um after that we moved on to probably the match probably the match i was looking most forward to alistair black versus uh hideo Itami. arguably match the night. uh i mean me and mark we talked about it on, a, on an episode uh that we just dropped on on saturday um we knew this was going to be a freaking strike oh, yeah. fest. Uh, Mark, I mean, I, I was trying to put into Mark's mind maybe the possibility of Hideo being the first one to beat uh, Alistair Black's undefeated you, Would you have been mad if that happened? No, and that's what I was asking him. Uh, I was asking what he thought about the about the community. And, and the reason I was asking Mark is because I know Mark, though he's a, a fan of Alistair Black, he's a, he's been a longer fan of Hideo Tommy, yeah, yeah, so I figured I'd split the hairs Hideo, with him, yeah. you know? Um yeah, but I mean, this match was great. This match was great. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about this match, dude. Like, these guys tore down. Uh, Aleister Black had a little bit of color on him. Um, that just added to the storytelling. And that's what I was going to say. Like, I mean, the the kicks were not, you know, no lazy kicks. It was, uh, these guys were putting in work. Yeah, they weren't holding back at all. You know what? I like, even with the blood, man, 
like, and we were talking about it, and you know, you see this in his entrance. Dude is he 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 comes up, the band is there playing his song live in his face. You know what I'm saying? The intensity, the energy of the band, like you could feel it, like you're absorbing it as a viewer, and he's just maintaining that calm, that that intriguing calm about himself. Um, just you know, unaffected, yeah, yeah, just unbothered. Just I'm like, you know, it's one of those things where he's done a great job being zeroed in yeah, and being yeah, ultra, like, like ultra focused on the task at hand. But like passing by a, a band and their head rocking and right in front of you, not even a, not even you know, like a um, a flinch, nothing. And then even trans, you know, transition that to like when he got color in the ring. No panic, no nothing. And that that's what I love about his character is that he maintains that whole calmness to himself, which makes everyone in the room so uneasy or the guy he's across the ring from. Because it's just like, what can I do to get a reaction out of this guy? And it's nothing. All you can do no, is... And, and, that's, and that's true because, like, kick, like, I mean, the one thing I like about this is uh, you we've seen Elster Black build himself up. Knocking guys out easily, and then it turns into an uh, almost an uh, intermediate type of battle for him. Mm-hmm. He, then he's in the ring a little bit longer, still gets the job done. Now, now yeah. he's going against guys he's like Bobby Fishes, Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, these matches have really and Cashizono. These matches have really taken him to the limit. I feel like this is his biggest fight that he's had. Yeah, um, I want to say this is maybe his second takeover because I want to say he debuted uh, at the the last takeover. I want to say in Orlando. Um, or was it Dallas? Mm, um, I think he debuted. Was it Mania? Right. And has there been a takeover since then? No. Yeah. Yeah. There was a takeover in in May because the it was the day of my wedding. Was that Chicago? I think it was Chicago because yeah. that's why everyone kept saying that CM Punk was there. Yeah, that's right. I'm just trying to remember if he was booked and who, if he was, who he would have been working. I can't remember. I mean, I think it would have been his first match, his debut match. Oh, in May, maybe. I right? think yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, but e- e- either way, I say that to say like we've seen him. You know, it, it it it. I like how we've seen how he's the adversity has caught up to him as far as the different difference in competition, whether it's size, power, speed. You see him, and they said it last night. He never drifts away from his actual game plan. It's always the same, but he just learns to adapt in different ways. It's a different face. Um, Different opponent. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's, it's been great. And it's like he's doing – he's not desperate to keep his undefeated streak. He's more or less – you see him more disciplined and determined, yep. uh, which is great character development as far as growth and, and, and stock of him. And um, I, I'm digging it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see what's next for him because I don't know what – I mean, what's after Hideo? I mean, I asked Mark the same question Last week, I mean, after this, what's next for Alex? It's got to be title aspirations at some point because, I, I, I mean, oh, no, yeah. Dale like, was just in that hunt. And then, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of the other guys who've been in the hunt. Uh, Cassius Sono, he's already beat Cassius. He's just beat Hideo. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go against, like, the Roddies. Um, you know, I don't know if Rude's going to, you know, stay around or if he's getting ready for his call-up or not. But, um you know, to me, I feel like he can only keep going up. There's no sense in throwing him back to, oh, these are random local guys that are just going to get kicked in the face. You know, you got to keep the momentum going, though. I don't know when the next takeover is, but there's plenty of time. You know, even if it's a slow burn, you got to let it burn. And that's all. Because don't get me wrong. Like, I wouldn't have been mad 
if Hideo won, but I also thought it would have been unique to see Hideo kick out of the yeah. Black Mass, but maybe even still do the job, whichever one, because you got to, at some point, someone's got to be able to break through and then make Alistair have to reach down deeper than he ever has. And I think Hideo would have been a great candidate to be that guy. But, you know, there's still names that, that are notable that can be that guy, well, well, too, maybe, you know, that maybe he hasn't faced. might be, because another thing we talked about is how Alistair Black has not had any storyline. Yeah. And so this could be his life. very first rivalry between uh, you know these what? two. I, I mean, I, I think, wouldn't be mad at it. I think, I think that's how you build your guys is you take two great guys that are – individually doing great and i mean you gotta get you gotta go i mean like like what they did with uh stroman and roman uh and they were doing it with samoa and roman for a while you know what i mean um iron sharpens iron you know what i mean and and what better way to showcase these guys abilities and talents than to have them like pretty much beat the shit out of each other it's almost like what they're doing with danny birch and um only lorkin right now yeah, you know what i mean but yeah. which another another uh program I'm, I'm digging right now but um i was gonna say too wouldn't it be crazy if uh because i've been thinking about this like you know, like you said, there has been really no personification of what side of the gate that Alistair falls on. He doesn't really cut promos. He doesn't, like, motion to the crowd. He just goes out there and does him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if when they finally give him a storyline, he ends up being a heel. You know, I think that would be a, a, a crazy one But look at all the people he's gone against. It... True, but NXT is one of the only places that heels can go against heels in a major match. Well, and, like, well I'm saying he's gone against both. He's True. gone against both, like, heels. And, like, I mean, if you can, you know, the Cassius Onos, the Bobby Fishes, and then you got the Hideo Tommies and the Cesar Bononis, which I don't know, Cesar Bononi, I mean, you just thought he was a heel just based on how he was acting, but then he ended up beating Andre de Almas, so I don't know what they're doing with that guy. But um, I don't know. Um, I mean, like I said, I am interested to see what – because the other thing I said is Aleister Black has not made a, a, a mission statement yet. Like, we don't know why he's here. He's just right. showed up. He's been he's knocked off anything that's been put in front of him thus far, and we we kind of just pretty much been riding this wave with him without really knowing what direction we're going. So I am interested to see what's going on. It'd be great to have you know these two to, to actually engage in the ongoing rivalry. Um, we're actually going to take a real quick break. Going to get to a little bit more of takeover, but uh, yeah, we're going to hear a little bit from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Oh, uh, hello there. Quincy Jones Go here from your uh, local uh, Quincy Jones Show podcast. And uh, I just have a question. Um, it's, it's a serious one. I'm, I'm just uh, a little bit concerned uh, at the moment. Um, why haven't you gone to strongstylebrand.com? Hmm? I mean, I, I just I just don't understand. I mean, I, I've told you guys a million times, uh, I mean, why you should go. I mean, there, there's millions of dope threads for everyone available. Um, I mean, no matter the weather, they're, they're doing the Summer 17 uh, a collection right now. I mean, I just picked up the hardcore lucha tank. You guys saw me flossing it on the Instagram. I mean, it, it, it's just really. I mean, I'm worried. I mean, it blows my mind that you haven't gone to strongstylebrand.com. And I'm telling you, I mean, back then we were giving you guys like, I mean, a, a little giveaways, and, and, and I mean, you guys were getting percentages off at, at, at the card. But I mean, you guys are blowing it. I mean, strongstylebrand.com. They just released some brand new stuff. I mean, they have hats. Snapbacks, beanies, dad hats, tanks, uh, t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies. Dude, they got something for everybody, and you need to go because, to be honest, uh, 
all you millennials got that FOMO, and you got to be itching real bad right now because everybody's on it, and you're the one that's not. All I got to say is strongstylebrand.com. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show. You are now in the mix with the two-man tower trip, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? We're back and better than ever. Cowbell. I'm telling you, it's the same guy that did the the dead man. Dead man walking. You done it now. Four trucks. That's all I got. <laughs> we are back. This is Quincy Jones Show podcast. We were talking about Takeover uh, Brooklyn Three. Um, we're just talking about Aleister Black and Hideo Tommy. Huh? BK Threshold. BK Threshold. And uh, I mean, that match delivered. Uh, hard hitting match. I, I really have nothing bad to say about that match. Yeah, I, I didn't. It, it was hard to pick a winner. To like like to predict a winner because you knew it was gonna be good. Because you know? like, even to your to your uh, to your uh, your point earlier about Hideo, like even though you know he's just barely saying anything in the ring, it's just you know show me respect. Like yeah, I love that. I know I dug it. I, I mean, and even like when he was uh, hitting uh, Alistair Black with the soccer kicks to the back, one more, and just like kind of just. Trolling the crowd about it and hitting them again and hitting them again. So I dug it, man. Um, again, yeah, man. this this is what like if, if if I wanted to show my friends why I watch wrestling and you know this is probably be one of those oh, yeah, matches for sure. And and it made sense too. I mean, I, I get it with with he you know he's been plagued with injuries and yeah. so I he wants that respect he once had when he was in Japan. I, you know, which we all know he deserves to be. He's got to show that NXT crowd, you know what I'm saying? Remind him who he is. That, so. And that's literally what it is, is because we know from a bigger standpoint, and I talked about it like when Mark is like, I think that's kind of like where we kind of differ with a lot of other, uh, maybe the ones that only watch WWE is because we're a little bit privy to more information outside of WWE where we know why this guy's a big deal instead of, so it's just Finn Balor, some skinny dude with paint. I'm like, bro, yeah. do the research, man. Like more depth than you know what I mean. What yeah, he looks it's, like. it's not just a bunch of guys getting behind a guy just because he looks cool. It's like there's there's something there. There's a reason why he's on WWE's radar at all. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Um. And not just WWE. Like Triple H sought this yeah, guy yeah, out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like, saying, like, so. like like meaning they made sure this person they put up enough money for them to sign with them as. Yep. as you know they wanted they wanted a lock on this talent you know so um but yeah i mean hideo i'm glad i'm glad i'm happy to see what he's doing right now i thought the hill turn was what he needed um i did want to see more of that building between him and Cassius ono before they immediately went to the alistair black confrontation um not mad at the match obviously yeah. i'm we're, we're speaking highly of it but i still want to see I, I, again, I wouldn't be mad if it uh, if it had been him and Cassius, maybe again at Takeover because they tore it down the first threat time. With all three guys, could have been hard hit. That, that's too. true too. I mean, you never know. I, I felt like I don't know. It, it, it was one of those things where I felt like that that Alistair Black Hideo like confrontation may have happened a little too early. But then again, you need a jump spark. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need to, I, you need to get people interested. Like I mean, especially with NXT, it was floundering for a while, but now I feel like they're in a real comfortable spot with with talent. They were going through a few transitions and just different things. But um, I want to get into this tag match, man. Yeah, you know, I was one one thing too, just to add is, I, like you said, there's been yet to be a storyline. I think this could 
still transition to something more after takeover because that whole thing where he tried to approach him and Alistair was in that suit and like they were trying to hold him back. I don't know if you saw that it was like outside the arena. Ooh, this was after the show? This was la- uh, last week, uh, the go home uh, episode of NXT. Mm. Hideo was just like, you know, guttural and just, you know, and just he had a bunch of people holding him back. Alistair being held back. But Alistair would, again, to his credit, that whole calmness, dude, he was just sitting there staring at him like a hole through him. Didn't, wasn't, you know, breathing heavy and being tough. He was just there. And he even at one point looked at the guy that was holding him back and like pushed him slowly off of him. Like, you don't need to do that because I'm not scared of this guy, you know? So I think there's definitely still more there for sure. But now, like, go, yeah, to your point. This tag team match came up, tag team title match. I, I was thoroughly I, I, uh, impressed I by this it. match. This was, I, I think, I, I think we were trying to figure out which one, which match was our favorite, and we kept like going back and forth. This match was very entertaining, um, which is good because I usually say that when uh, there's NXT tag matches with um, DIY or the revival involved, neither of which were involved. Uh, Sanity looked like some faces here. Uh, that was kind of crazy. I was thinking that too. Uh, but you know, they were playing up to the, like, like, like you said. We we felt like they did the right little things to get that crowd reaction to play up to that Brooklyn yeah. crowd because that's the thing. Brooklyn crowd, they're gonna cheer for who they want to cheer yeah. for, and they'll turn on you on the drop. Oh, one hundred percent. So I feel like, man, I don't know. Like everything from it was smart. Like, like and I told you, like that's the one thing we were talking about is like you know insanity. It's like people who are quote unquote crazy or have a different level of way that they operate on that not normal people op- they, there's a certain IQ percentage there yeah you know I don't I mean? think insanity can exist without some level of genius you know what I'm saying so it's like it I felt like they painted a great picture of sanity with you know this little they usually have a weird game plan no one knows what their game plan is they go out and do it predictability La- you know what I'm saying last week they they went out there calling out AOP Eric Young shows up you know what I mean no one even saw that coming so it's like one of those things where I loved how from the beginning they they got into a little bit of a brawl, made sure it was before the bell rang. Mm-hmm. So it made you still think that that Killian Dane was going to be one of the yeah. guys. Yeah, that was uh, which was they were real smart about it and careful how they made that look. Killian Dane's on the apron waiting for the tag. Alexander Wolf's about to tag, and then out of nowhere, Eric Young takes off his vest, looks at the crowd. Crowd pops from crazy. Takes the Killian Dane spot. I thought that was a great spot. Because uh, one of my things was, I didn't think that they were automatically going to win. I thought they would win them uh, eventually. But yeah. I thought that they were going to do what the New Day has been doing with the Freebird rule. So I thought that was a cool little maybe preview of what we can see well, as far as that situation is, is considered. But this match was good, man. Um, Eric yeah, was great. I, I was... It was great to see Eric just, get, just because we haven't seen him on TV, let alone a takeover in a while. But we did see him at the NXT event we went to, so it, it was just good seeing him again. Yeah, no, hundred like I, you know, and yeah, back to what what you're saying too. It's like, yeah, you're right. These guys, they did kind of they they weren't wearing the shoes; they were trying on the shoes of a face. You know what I'm saying? But even in that, they didn't do the let's pump it up, crowd, or what do you think? It was more of just the subtle looks, the subtle facial. Yeah. expressions you know what i'm saying from nikki to eric to to even alexander you yeah. know what i'm saying they have an energy to them and you know and you know when they debuted we were just talking about this like they've always had the timing down the execution the the whole presentation has always been a bit infectious so it's hard not to like want to see what's going on and what's next in this saga of sanity now personally i think sanity should have 
all all have been undefeated up until this point. I think they, there's a few L's here and there. Some of them might be muddied with dusty finishes. Who knows? I I don't have all those. And then Nikki Cross getting involved. And- yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. I don't have all the info from you, but but we all know, you know. Um, but no, they they looked great. Like I, it's you know they say on on NXT like. I mean, I, I called it unpredictability earlier. It's chaos. That that's what they bring. Like that that's how they shake the foundation of anything. Whether you're the undefeated tag champs or you're just in their way trying to dominate the, this kingdom of NXT. And I think they're on their way. I mean, we've already discussed, you know, methods of like what you almost say methods, but like storylines where it'd be great to see them all have gold. Nikki's dominating her the women's division. division yeah. I you know. I hope they do interchange the tag belts because Killian Dane's a beast, you know, and I see why they would be pushing him towards the, the title. But personally, he's so big, the title looks would look very small on his shoulder. But I also feel like Eric Young is obviously the leader of, of Sanity. So my thing is, you would think the leader, like how, you know, even back in the 90s with DX and everyone had gold from the Outlaws having tag, tag straps, um, X-Pac having the European title, Triple H had the IC title, which was perceived to be the one right underneath the world title, but he was the, the leader. Championship. So, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that's what it's like to me, it makes more sense from a uh, uh, just, just standpoint of furthering their progress, like Eric being the most mouthpiece, you know, the, or the most verbal mouthpiece on there with Nikki right underneath and Alex just starting to get into it, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Eric, who will be the four focal point of that group, should be the one that chases the heavyweight title if that's in the cards for him. But back to the match. Great match had by all guys. AOP has come a long way, 100%. Like, I remember when they were just kind of green, big brutes. They showed just bulky. Yeah, they've, they've been showing the cohesiveness and just getting better and better. But this whole match from top to bottom, I thought, was very entertaining. It was very well put together. Yeah, I, I, there wasn't a time where I looked away from the screen. And and they told, even though there wasn't so much this grandiose story to tell, they did did some really. They still did some really good storytelling. I love the spot where, uh, you know, Eric Young um, he goes for the dive, and then you got Alexander Wolf goes for the the, the, the suicide Santon dive. And then Nikki just gets on on the apron and the crowd goes crazy. Yeah, and she's feeling it and she's like, "Well, fuck it, I'm gonna go too." Right? Yeah. And then, uh, then we, you know, old Paul hey, Ellering. And uh, I, I, let me ask you this, and maybe, uh, maybe uh, you know, because you know, the, I don't know if they can speak English, but I feel like AOP would be better without Paul Ellering. Like I, I, I don't, I, don't, I mean, like not 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 that not that they're. I mean, let me rephrase it. Not better off. I I don't think I don't think their gimmick with him has wings. I think them two being really? like I, I don't see Paul being called with them to the main roster. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It's weird. Like I, it's tough because I could I kind I could kind of concur with that in the sense because he this. doesn't as a manager he doesn't he hasn't really added anything. Like he just has this book. Uh, he talks. I I I agree to a point, but I also disagree. Like I. In a sense, if Paul were to stay in NXT and just be a star factory type of manager that he's always seeking his next, you know, like the Paul Heyman of NXT, I can get behind that. That sounds cool and intriguing. 
Um, but I mean, I just feel like the whole Authors of Pain when they first dropped, like, I thought that was a lame name. I thought it was like, of course, with Paul Ellering, it's got to be a something of something, the Legion of Doom, you know, whatever it is. It's got to be too big, you know. But that whole author thing and writing the first chapter and the Book of Pain and all that stuff and all the, you know, every single video package that they have had defending those titles, like, they couldn't have been made without, you know, some of the quotables from Paul Ellering. I think he does a great job bringing that whole gimmick back around where it's not just two big old you know blabbering foreigner guys that are just power bombing guys and slamming them on their heads and stuff like that i think just the fact that there is someone that because we've seen paul ellering in harm's way you know when he was in the shark cage you know when they went against uh what was the diy you know or oh, was, was that the DIY? triple no no that was tm61 yeah there you go right or or just any time, I know there's been a couple times in, um, in the recent past where Paul Ellering's been like in danger, where, whether it's with Sandy, whatever. But they they have a care for that guy, so it also gives them sort of a weakness. I, I think ever needed, you know. I think the reason why I think he's not he's not doing his duties, quote unquote, as a manager, because you you don't even see him get involved. You know what I mean? Like like if he not as much as he you know like a like a foot trip maybe here and there or like like him talking to the ref last or on Saturday, that's he's never done that before. Oh, you know, one hundred percent. That was, I mean, obviously that was purely to distract. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a setup. But I agree. I think there could have been something better done. Like whether it's maybe if he shoved Nikki. And then the ref's got to get in between and, like, really, get, hey, man, you can't be doing that, yeah, blah, which blah, is blah. true because they're, that they're not better. in a match, so there's no disqualification called. It looks better than Nikki, who takes off her jacket. It looks like she's about to go dive, and then she just marches straight up to him for, like, no reason. Yeah, no, I I, I could agree with that. But I don't other, know if other he than that, though, like even the Even the spot that happened after that, the, the diving crossbody, uh, Nikki getting caught by, I believe that was Akum. Uh, and then uh, Killian Dane, and I said this before. I feel like there's there might be some inter uh, stable. I don't want to say a romance, but some sort of like kind of like Hawkeye and um was is a Black Widow. Uh, yeah, you know it's it's uh, Avengers, right? Yeah, I yeah. see Killian Dane being uh, like a protector gotcha. for Nikki Cross. Uh, yeah. At least that's how it felt, which I'm not against. Which is um, kind of cool, just a look on like his the... face when he sees that you know Akum catches her. And his immediate like uh, response and act to action, you know what I mean? He just he put that boy, yeah, he put like, her no, and, not, and that dude to the table whatsoever. Yeah. Like not not if I got air in my lungs. Yeah, like. yeah, you know what I mean? It's uh, and um and I like how uh, the commentary team was able to uh, illustrate like oh and you said it before uh, we were, while we were watching is like Nikki's uh, just her willingness to sacrifice her body yeah for the win. Um, all of them, and uh, yeah, I, it was, I, I like I liked how they made this a group effort. You know what I mean? And, and now that plays more into what we were saying earlier about this being one of the more entertaining tag team matches we've seen in a bit. Um, and then we got the finish, man. We got you know they they, they took out Akum, uh, Razor sat there. He had to take the uh, I don't know if they have a name for it yet. I actually pulled the uh, the IWC for a name. Uh, the name that uh, I, I put out there it seems to be the more popular is like uh, on the brink of sanity or on the edge of sanity or something like that. Um, if you guys want to name it, definitely hit us up on Twitter, the Quincy Jones Show. Uh, but yeah, I mean, t- new got got the I guess the double neck breaker, one two three. I honestly thought it was going to be a kick out until I mean, I, not that I didn't want them to win. I thought it would have been a, a, a kick out and then one last false finish until 
the actual win happens. But, I mean, the crowd was happy. They celebrated. Everything was great. Uh, they finally beat these unstoppable guys. And you have to remember, this is their first loss. And then, I don't Which know. I don't know if that was highlighted as much no. as it should have been. Because it makes me as wonder. As far as it now, being a bigger deal, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm trying to figure out, does this mean, like, now there's going to be a rematch so we can look forward to a longer program? Or, or, you know, the rumor's true. Are these guys on the verge of a main main uh, roster call-up and they're just going to throw, well, throw that rematch in the wind? Because, I mean, there's something going on. Because after the match, Red Dragon storms the ring. Yes, they do. And I was fucking happy because, uh, you know, I talked to Mark about it. You know, we, yeah, we the you know, two weeks ago, we saw Bobby, Bobby Fish. Fish. week before that. A week after that, we saw Kyle O'Reilly. Yes. Did we know if they were going to stay? No one said anything. We didn't hear anything. I, I thought maybe Red Dragon would be part of the uh, tag team division. We don't even know if there are Red Dragon at this point. They come out and make their statement. Crowd went nuts. I yep. couldn't have been happy. I, Hit I like, all their tag spots. I mean, because you hardly see ROH guys. The, the guys that come from ROH, like, keep that storyline character of who, like, Seth Rollins is Tyler Black. Even though uh, El Generico is Sami Zayn, they still kind of... Uh, keep up the whole him and Kevin Steen thing. Yeah, um, this is, I mean, but together. they let these two guys who are a dominant tag team and, and, and won titles in ROH come over as a tag team, which I thought that was great that they allowed, they allowed them to do that. I mean, I don't know how they are. We've seen them flourish individually. Kyle O'Reilly with the ROH world title, Bobby Fish on numerous occasions, the ROH TV, TV title. title. Um, and, and, and Bobby being tag champ. Yeah, so. yeah, numerous, you know, and Bobby Fish is definitely a personality on the mic. I've heard him on commentary before, but uh, Kyle Riley, I don't, I don't, I don't really know much about about his uh, his uh, vocal work, but I, honestly, dude, um, I was a bit worried because you see how these guys work in ROH is real stiff. Um, I knew WWE wasn't going to let them do too much of that, but I mean, it is refreshing to see a new tag team emerge in the tag team yeah, scene because that's for a why while, I'm conflicted. Yeah, yeah, and but for a while we were like, okay, there's heavy machinery, authors of pain, DIY is broken up, TM six one's nowhere to be found. Yeah. Um, Got, I mean, we got the Street Profits just just, that say, just yeah. uh, debuted. Uh, I mean, other than that, we just had a whole bunch of uh, Dylan uh, or Lars Sullivan, uh, as yeah. he's, instead of Dylan, Dylan Miley, a.k.a. Lars Sullivan, uh, just turning on his partners. So it's yeah. like, I think this is great to add another layer to the tag team um, talent pool, 100%. And it's not like they're really throwing Sabatelli and what's his name, uh, Moss on uh, TV, yeah. I, like I mean, they're doing it in a live event. They are hated, but... Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I've seen. I mean, they've been on TV, but not. Yeah, not not pr- as prominently featured as they would be on the yeah, live. And I guess we've you got been the, two live NXT. You got the Ely brothers too, but yeah. Well, I was gonna say too. Like, I'm a little bit conflicted because I'm right there with you. We need a resurgence in the tag team division. I remember when NXT's tag team division was far better than WWE's, and we're you know I'm a tag team wrestling fan, as I know you are. We grew up that way, um, but. I, I'm I'm glad to see, especially with Red Dragon. We've talked about it. Like, do you think they would be Red Dragon? I think it's awesome. But what I'm conflicted with is Sanity finally getting a bigger legs to walk on in the form of championship wins, and then wondering how do they match up against Red Dragon? Because one would say Red Dragon, you know, gimmicks aside, just you're talking wrestling prowess to probably run right through the tag division as a whole. Not I mean, so much Strikers Sanity, and but you know, specialists. so. 
I feel like it's inevitable. It's going to happen. So I wonder, does that mean is sanity, uh, the, you know, are, like I said, do, can they match up, like, you know, their style versus the styles of, of Dread Dragon? And then if so, does that mean sanity is set for a main roster call up sometime soon? Because I, I've heard, I've heard, uh, I've heard rumors that sanity is supposed to be the team that's been trashing, um, uh, Brazangos. Really? That that was an option, yeah, at one point. Uh, which to me was kind of weird because it was like, well, why? I mean, these. It, it's great to see them get called up. At the same time, it's like, I mean, these NXT guys are more of a that. comedy act compared to like the serious, like uh, post-apocalyptic or like chaotic type of, you know. And I mean, also to go back to what you were saying, true about Red Dragon, if that's what they're going to be called, which I doubt. Um, as far as like their styles matching up, but. One could also say that sanity has the the advantage because what are their styles? I mean, these, yeah. you know, like you, it's, it's kind of hard to prepare because a you never know which two you're gonna get, and then b it's like even if you get the ones you get, it's like I mean they don't really have. A, I mean they these guys just run rough shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So that I mean that definitely they put well needed question marks in the tag division spotlight, which I love. True. Yeah. Um. Now we're about to get into a, another break. But we got to cover these last two matches, oh, yeah. uh, which was the NXT Women's uh, Championship as well as the NXT World Championship because there's stuff to talk about there. But, 100%. yeah, we're going to uh, get into another break, and uh, we'll be back. Yo, 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 you already know what it is. Quincy Jones, go. One half of the best damn tag team on the planet and also one-fifth of the five horsemen and the masterminds behind Rival Pro Wrestling. Not only Rival Pro Wrestling, but our debut event going down tomorrow, this Saturday, August 26th, American Legion Post 30 in Pomona off Holt, man. I'm telling you, it's going to go down. First event, you're going to want to be there, man. Get there right and early. Doors open at 3. The bell time's at 4, man. We got a lot of wrestling going on. Also, we're going to crown our inaugural Rival Pro Wrestling Undisputed Champion. It's all going down again this Saturday, man. Make sure you get your tickets. PurplePass.com backslash Rival Pro. We got just a little, little, little bit of front row left. I got to double check with the boys. But we also got a lot of standing room, man. You're going to love it, man. I'm telling you, it's going down 3 o'clock, 4 p.m. bell time. Not too much. We got a lot of hip-hop going on after, man. We got your boys. you one and only, I told you. One half of the best damn tag team mega is going to be in the building. We also got Cam Archer, man. We got uh, Uriah Styles, uh, Glass Bottom Boat, Eternal Youth, Rifle Man, and Two Mechs headlining, man. I'm telling you, it's all going to be a real dope event. I mean, it's the only fight we're talking about. I'm just saying. Holla at your boy. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Hey, what's going on? We're back, guys. And um, it's myself, Quincy Jones, go as well as the hip-hop hybrid, Doc Lesnar. We're talking all things uh, TakeOver and uh, SummerSlam. And um, we're finishing up uh, this TakeOver. Hell of, hell of an event. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, I mean, at this point, we're going to move uh, move on towards our the two main events we had of the night. Uh, and that was uh, the NXT Women's Championship match and the That's NXT uh, Heavyweight Championship. And... Um, I, I mean, I, I was a fan. Uh, the Oscar uh, Ember match, uh, one thing I'll say straight away, uh, I have no problem saying this as a wrestling fan because I like getting proven wrong. You know what I mean? Ember really, uh, at the end of that match, she had me actually wanting her to win. Um, yeah. 
which is a beautiful thing. Uh, I know I've said a, a few other things counting up to this moment uh, the last couple of weeks. I felt like she either wasn't ready or uh, the rebuild of her towards that journey was didn't feel uh, yeah. as legit as I thought it did. It didn't feel like it was doing um, justice. To it, well, the week before, she had that match with Lady Top. It was short, but I, I thought it was a good look as far as keeping her image strong going into that match. Um, so slowly but surely, the wheels started turning. And, um, I mean, the Brooklyn crowd, they're going to be Brooklyn. Um, but I'd have to say Amber changed their mind by the end of that match as well, man. Yes, she um, did. Yes, she did. I... I I, I I really did like the match. Uh, you really did see Oscar literally fighting for her life out there. Um, I don't know if I was so much a fan of her grabbing the ref again, um, like their last uh, encounter, but uh, I, I, I did like this match, man. I thought it, uh, it brought out a much-needed side of Ember that the NXT universe, and I mean soon-to-be WWE universe, whenever she gets called up, um, it, they needed to see from her. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, and and the thing is, at the end of the day, you know, though Ember didn't win, I guess I I, I would love to get Mark on here to ask him, uh, at the end of the night, did she look ready to be that person? You know, we talked about it didn't really matter who was the woman in the in, in the uh, actual position uh, who was supposed to be taking on Asuka, but it was more like, is this person believable? as the person that's going to take on Oscar, you know, I I had said to 3d on, uh, we were tweeting the weekend leading up and, you know, he was talking about, you know, he he was looking forward to, he he thought Oscar and Amber should have main evented. I was, I was wondering prior to watching it. Okay. And I said, you know, and I just said, you know, I'm gonna call it right now. She's going to hit the eclipse, you know, and she's going to kick out. Don't know who's going over though. And he was like, you know, I think Amber is. And I said, you know, just, Highlighting Mark's continuous point, if NXT maintained her mystique and didn't let her cut a promo, or at least not as often as she has been, you know what I'm saying, I can believe more in the fact that Ember could dethrone Oscar's and, appre- and appreciate you know appreciate that a- exactly. More, yeah. And my thing is, Ember is really good, a hybrid, especially among like no one's seen anyone go off the top rope the way she is with that with that stunner. That that's yeah, very yeah. groundbreaking in terms of you know, uh, the female athleticism that we are used to and have seen. But still, the fact is, Asuka is just a certain caliber of character, of athlete, of competitor. And Ember is good, but she's not She's not on Asuka's level. That's how I felt heading in. I agree with you. Halfway through the match, wheel started turning. I'm more of a believer now. Um, but I still think the right decision was made. Yeah, I... I, I um... I I, I'm, I wasn't mad at the decision. Um, I honestly was a little bit mad. I think I was more mad that the match was a little bit longer. Um, oh, really? Okay. Uh, maybe like another five minutes. Um, no, maybe three minutes. Three minutes probably would have been perfect. Um, I really wanted to see maybe uh, uh, Amber somehow uh, do the John Cena feet of strength thing, you know, carrying Oscar uh, with her bad arm and all, and like maybe... Uh, hitting her with the backpack, uh, flat back counter, maybe try to, you know, oh, she sees the, oh, oh, she had the Oscar lock. On. I think what, the one thing I would have done different was the moment she kicked out of that, uh, the the total eclipse is over. I think it's just the eclipse. Um, I would have went back up. 
I wouldn't have waited to go back up. I would have went back up and just waited for her and try to do it again. Um, I think that was the one. I think she took a little bit too long. Um, but other than that, dude, like, and, and that's me from a point of view of me believing that, oh, that's what she did wrong. She could have won. Uh, yeah. But it was a great match. Great, a hundred, a wonderful storytelling. And, and dare I say, more, I think, better storytelling than the, the heavyweight match, to be honest. Well, and I agree with you. But I feel bad about the heavyweight match because I felt like I didn't, I couldn't really give it a chance. Granted, because of all the spoilers, or it was more like I was waiting yeah, to see. for a, a certain yeah. moment or whatever the situation was going to take place. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I did 100%. I mean, again, it doesn't take away the fact that I enjoy the women's uh, championship match. Uh, congratulations to Asuka. Yeah, I was going to say, Who too, beats her? Yeah. I, nobody, man. I mean, we said it. I think she needs. She came. All she's been talking about is no one's ready for Oscar. She has no competition. They, they just need to end end it. Like she, there is no competition for Oscar. One hundred percent. There's nobody in that classic that is comp, that's competing with Oscar on her level. So she needs to just drop it with distaste for you know what. I came to NXT to to fight this this and that. You guys don't have anything for me. I'm leaving. You no, know, yeah, I'm like going the, to greener this, pastures. At this point, it isn't fun for me anymore. Yeah, I need like, to elevate yeah. myself, and I can't. This I'm bored is, I, here. I'm bored. Yeah, exactly. And I was going to say, you know, back to uh, what you said with the rough, uh, the ref thing, which you grab. I think WWE, WWE has a this thing where they like to remind you. Remind, yeah, they yeah. like to tease, like with the Kevin Owens finger thing, you know, against Jericho touching the rope. There's always some sort of let's revisit it and see if he can. How many times can he go to the well? You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? So, but I thought that. Plus, you're right. I don't know if I would have gone to pick up. Oscar one arm, you know what I'm saying, like Ember did, because she just, you know, got, she fell pot, you know, she played possum, got her, and Oscar, like you said, congrats to Oscar, because she played it well, you know, that was yeah. a veteran move, Not, you know, and, and it was great to see a clean win. Yeah, I was, I was gonna see that too, because last no time it was a bit convoluted, and you know what, uh, I gotta tip my hat a little bit, man, to, to the NXT writing team or whoever was doing the storylines out there. Uh, it wasn't until that, that, uh, that go home NXT uh, confrontation between Ember and Oscar. And I know you say, you know, maybe we shouldn't have Ember talk so much, which I kind of agree to a point because I think that kind of, um, I don't want to say exposed her. It was weird. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't, I don't think that, uh, I, I think, think she, 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 she can do a little bit more work with, uh, making it more believable with her promo. Uh, but then again, we don't know what an Ember moon character is supposed to be, but, um, that's, that's another conversation, but, um, it wasn't until they threaded everything I mean, yeah, yeah, we remembered that Oscar uh, had to use the ref to beat her. Oh, I've always. But no, yeah, yeah, no. I'm saying we remember that. But it what they threaded together that made it more than just Ember needing to beat Oscar was, you know, you forget the circumstances. Like, yeah, she got hurt, and Oscar uh, hurt her, but you forget the circumstances of the match that it was. How she like got herself involved in a match purposely to take out all these girls. And then she goes and takes out Amber Moon, and you know she says, "I was the only person that you that you did like that." And it's like, then they started painting this picture of Oscar actually seeing her as a threat. So it it wasn't until again that go home NXT where I was like, "That's actually a pretty interesting take on it," because you just see like these two isolated incidents don't really put them together or say that there's any type of. Of yeah, actual so like game plan behind it, yeah, you know. So I thought that they did pretty well with that. I thought it, I mean, maybe it'd been a little bit too little too late as far as when it came, like what three, three, four days before the actual pay per view. But um, again, I had to take my hat off to them because, again, you think about these things separately, 
You know that Amber came back from an injury. You know that, you know, that she nearly beat Oscar the first time, but you don't, you know, thread the, oh, how desperate she was to yeah. keep the title. Because as, then as it much as from Ember needing to beat Asuka to also on the same flip of the coin that Asuka needs to prove she can yeah, beat Ember. To, to take out that doubt because it does, when you, when you, when you actually sit there and, and put more thought into it than they need you to, it's like maybe she took out Ember on purpose so she would not have to beat her or so she wouldn't have to oh, face yeah, her again. Yeah, you know I what I mean? Anytime soon. So I thought, I thought they did a good job illustrating that. Um, so yeah, again, hats off, but um, this NXT championship match, whoo, controversy. Um, oh yeah. There was controversy before this match even took place. Uh, you know, me and you here at the Quincy Jones show podcast, we absolutely hate, hate spoilers. Yeah. So, uh, you know who you are. <laughs> I had to unfollow some people. This week, I had to, because and it's, like it, that. it's just a problem. It's been a problem, but I didn't appreciate it. It's like I get it. Like everyone, ha- everybody wants to be the first person. Like even like oh, that's first, a generation. Like it first. Oh, I was the second to like it. Oh, like FOMO, dude. Yeah, you know, and, and it's like uh, t- to me, it's like indicative that no one like the entertainment part has taken over more than the magic, quote unquote, magic of you know wanting to just, know just the, how like to you, do you the say, trick you versus the enjoying the trick. The, the suspense of uh, of uh, imagination and belief, you know what yeah. I mean. So, um, so yeah, it was kind of hard to watch that main event without it being kind of contaminated. Again, I wanted to watch it with open eyes and open mind, but you just saw the same same picture floating around anywhere you did not try to look, and that was Adam Cole. Yeah. At the end of the night, holding, holding the NXT Championship, and all you can think of is how, why, when, and how does like you know yeah, just you're just waiting for it to happen. You're waiting, as you're yeah, watching. You're, I felt, and that's how I felt. I, I'm like, I need to be enjoying. I mean, not to say Bobby's always great, yeah. And we were commenting on how great Bobby was, but there was just certain things where there's not there's only a few spots of that match that stand out from my mind that I remember because again, I'm sitting up here just like, okay, so I mean, is he gonna do a run in? Is someone actually gonna win? Um, are they going to disrupt the match? Yeah, so you're, it's just, no are you're just trying to like. Is, is Roddy involved? Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, you're trying to figure out where's the opening. Like, like every time that the crowd, there was a huge surge of crowd reaction. You just assume, oh, he's coming to. Okay, no, or maybe not. And and then it's it, so to your point exactly. It was hard to enjoy the match for what it was because if we didn't know that was going to happen, we I would have been able to take it in a lot more. Versus waiting for this big conclusive moment yeah. to happen because I'm sure they went off the the air with Adam Cole holding the yeah, belt. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like when uh someone uh spoils a movie for you, right? Yeah, you like oh they, they take a picture gonna... like if there's three guys in the movie and it shows just the one by himself at the end, then it's like okay, well I guess the other two die and now I got to look for whenever that happens. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? It kind of just takes the and 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 also like I mean we we commented too like right after the match. And Drew McIntyre won, mm-hmm. and you know, congratulations to the brand new. I NXT had a problem with how that happened too. Like, like the, you know, congrats to the brand new NXT champion. Again, breaking another streak that they didn't really put too much on when it happened, yeah, but not make a immediately, big deal, and I commented on this: the entire crowd is looking around, entranceway in the yep. crowd. No one is even taking in this this moment that that Drew accomplished, which kind of sucks. You yeah. know what I mean? So, and they even try to throw up the copyright stamp. Yeah, you know, which is but they've been doing that the last couple yeah. events, you know, and something's happened. Yeah, so. and but um. I mean, it's hard to say. Again, I, I think, to be honest, I'm going to have to sit here and, 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 and watch the match again. Um, I, I like both men and their work. I do. Uh, Drew, 
Um, he did pretty well. Uh, I mean, he always does, you know, and his promos were great. Bobby's always great. Um, the match itself, I felt lacked a big fight feel to it because I think it was more people that were concerned where where Adam Cole was going to appear. I think um, that and then Adam Cole aside, I think people were wondering, is Roddy going to get involved? And, and that was the thing, too, because, you know, we saw the go home uh, NXT is where it's saying go home NXT. Yeah. Uh, you know, Roddy had that chance if he beat. Drew McIntyre, he would qualify him for a future match with Bobby, which I didn't understand because Bobby had said, oh, I'll put the title on the line. So I'm like, so are we overlooking Drew? That, you know, so I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a weird situation. Bobby came out and disrupted uh, basically no contest. So we don't even know what ha- what's happening with that. I honestly thought because we haven't seen um, William Regal the whole night, I thought maybe he was going to come out and formally make it yeah. a triple threat. Uh, I was hoping for a triple threat, to be honest, because we haven't seen a multi-man uh, main event for the NXT title since the four-way uh, match, uh, since the, the fatal four-way match um, with, uh, I believe it was Tyler Breeze, Tyson Kidd, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, and Neville. And Neville yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought it would have been exciting, especially for it being SummerSlam. Um, but... We got Drew McIntyre as the brand new champion. Uh, I know you said you hated how he took the, the glorious yeah, what DDT. It was, you know, he he took took Roots finish. He he did that um, that that wrap around kind of version of the the uh, glorious DDT. Oh, the tilt a whirl. Yeah, yeah he, he kind of like yeah, wrap, or float float over one of those. Um, yeah, just went around, surprised himself. Had a great you know, we you popped for the face. He made like oh well, since I'm here, boom, hits the glorious DDT. Kicks out at two, not mad at it. Drew's a big guy, you know what I'm saying? But he, you know... He kicked out the Claymore, I think, before that, didn't he? I... Because he had to hit him with two. Did he? Yeah. Okay, so my thing was just the fact that then when Bobby dropped him on his head for a second one, which he's a big guy, we saw that because he, like, you know, he kind of scorpioned him on on the go-home NXT, and then he got up to hit him again, and then all of a sudden he... Fights him off, and then backs up and runs and hits the was it the claymore or the? Cl- I just felt like if for a guy your size, six five, what they say two, I think they said he was like two eighty or something like that, like to get dropped on your head and then all of a sudden you reverse, like where's the burst of energy coming from? From a storyline standpoint, well, no, I, I just thought no, that that specifically was- though you were you were complaining because it wasn't just he reversed. He headbutts him. Oh yeah, that's right. He that's what he hit him with. Yeah, yeah that headbutt right after the. Yeah, DDT. because you yeah. say he dropped him on his head. He 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 kicked out. He goes to pick him up to do another one. You know, he yeah. pretty much like whatever does what wrestlers do, and then he hits him with the headbutt, and then you're like, well, he just got dropped on his head. It just didn't make sense. And then backed up, at least hesitate after, like sell the headbutt. Yeah, you know, after being dropped on your head, but now nah, he just backed up, hit the corner post, ran and hit that. That kick, and I just thought Rude should have kicked out. You know what I'm saying? Because at least if you're going to do that, show that he didn't get everything behind it because he was still dazed from the glorious DDT. But, yeah. you know, it, it was. But it, I mean, obviously that wasn't going to be the focal point. The, it, the whole Drew having his redemption moment was totally overshadowed by Adam Cole. But first, we had Red Dragon come down, yeah, which I mean, was they, very interesting. They, they just showed up on site. They were over there by the corner. Uh I was I, I, but like this, I didn't expect to see him again. I I, no. I didn't even think. I mean, 
again, all I saw was out of the whole Adam Cole image, I didn't know what, where, what the circumstances were with anyone. I didn't even yeah. question if it was with anyone. You know, um, there was a picture of him in the airport with uh, Pete Dunn earlier that day. I joked around saying, no, that's that's JT Dunn, bro. Like, <laughs> he, how no, can you, you tell? You know what? It, it's, it sucks, too, because I when, I when it got spoiled for me, I saw all three of them in the ring. And so I already kind of knew Red Dragon was going to be there. I but when I when we watched it from the beginning, I didn't expect. I did so when I saw them come oh, out so after the sanity you, match. Oh, so the, yeah. I was like, oh, so that's crazy. I, it was it was gonna maybe happen then or yeah, yeah exactly. I think, yeah, so okay. I was really confused. So yeah. then when it happened, I, I kind of knew they were coming out in the end. I didn't realize you know what order, or whatever. But regardless, like you know, the the fact is that you got three. ROH guys. Hungry. Hungry, yeah. And they, I don't want, I mean, they kind of came in, they didn't put nobody through tables, but it's kind of like a shield type formation. You got three guys who we all know are very successful by, yeah. yeah, And from other, from another uh, uh, world titles, TV titles, tag titles amongst all three. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's crazy because, like you said, I mean, unless it's like, I mean, shield. Not the same circumstances because they were homegrown in the WWE yeah, umbrella, 100%. but like besides the NWO, who, what three guys have been able to leave? I guess maybe AJ in the club, but they didn't right away. But they came in, yeah. and like they're still like uh, they retain- have that cohesive. I mean, they yeah. they would. It's weird that WWE would allow these guys to still keep that. Uh, I mean, they say Ring of Honor stuff. on TV. I don't know. It's weird. It's it's a weird time in WWE. You don't know what's. There's a lot of blurred lines. Yeah, because I mean? some guys aren't able to retain their names, but yeah. some guys are, and it seems like they're leaning more more towards that option lately. Morrow said baby on, on yeah. the on the commentary. Very you know poorly, I mean? but he did, you know. Which obviously shows that he's been on their radar. And I think we've all kind of been waiting for Adam Cole. And that's what I was you know, say which is too. awesome. Adam congrats to Adam Cole no, for debuting. Because he deserves he does deserve it. I mean how many times we've been to ROH shows with Mark McFly, we're like, God, this guy needs to be in WWE. Yeah, God, this guy's so good. Why is he still here? You know, and, and not a knock to our ring of honor. It's just sometimes guys they spin their wheels and they're out of place so long, it's like, man, I know you can do great at another place if you have the opportunity. And no, it's not up to us and the power to be, but it's like it's really great and gratifying as a fan of his work. And even with Red Dragon, to see these guys finally kick the door down to go to WWE, yeah. if this was like some type of invasion type of thing, I don't yeah. know. That'd be great. Yeah, because I was going to say, I, I, I would have never thought Bobby Fish and O'Reilly, one of two two things, either would have been on WWE's radar, the kind of guys they would want to sign. And I never thought, if given the opportunity, they would go to WWE because... WWE just has a reputation for not always utilizing talents the best way they should and maintaining maybe whatever it is that made them successful from their prior promotion. What got them on their radar? Exactly. Yeah, what brought them to the dance. Like, you know, so they're they're kind of sometimes they're right on it, sometimes they're not. Guys like Kevin Owens, guys like Samoa Joe, Sami Zayn, they've maintained what made them uh, contagious to the crowd. You know what I'm saying? The. Their streaks, their you know, their seriousness. Sami Zayn's underdogness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, but certain, not yeah, always. You're right. So certain aspects they do keep, but as far as like, yeah, I mean, because you know, WWE's like, yeah, you were great over there, yeah. but now you're starting fresh here. Yeah, because they like to own things. They yeah, like yeah, to they, build they things have fresh. That sense of oh, yeah. that that's what we built them up. And they often say, yeah, whatever you did before this means nothing once yeah. you walk through those doors. It's, so. it's just it's just hard work to get to this new this new 
opportunity and and, and to just for, try sure, to for find guys like there, yeah, yeah. Because for guys like Red Dragon, I would assume if they did sign, they would not retain their names, and they might not be like you know all the kicks I, I, I and all know, that they I, might not I be i think they'll strong. be bobby fish and kyle o'reilly because bobby fish is his real name yeah i think they'll be bobby fish and kyle o'reilly i don't think they'll be red dragon i don't think so either yeah i don't know if that's you know trademarked or whatever with roh but i imagine WWE doesn't want to start something that is that's, that's not 100 percent theirs 100 yeah. yeah you know what i mean because even scott hall like he had to go in as razor ramon because that's Vince's character for him and what he what he did the best in WWE, even though he did return to Scott Hall. But, you know, it, it's just, you know, as an example. But yeah. Adam Cole, you know. Bebe. Bebe, yeah, yeah. He's he's WWE. He, we wanted to see him WWE bound. He is now. And looks like he's the forefront of something. I don't yeah. know. It's kind of weird to see him with, with those guys specifically. He's got his history with Kyle. Yeah. Um, and you could almost say he doesn't need them because I don't think he does. But it is interesting enough to see what could happen. They need him as a speaker for sure. Though I would say it would be cool if Red Dragon and Alistair Black were in the crew. You know, that would be insane. Well, the one thing I'm looking forward to, and because I don't want to ask these questions now because we can't, we're no way for us to, right. to answer them as far as where they go from here, what this group is here to do, if they are a group, if there's more coming. There's a lot. I'm already naming this stuff, so we're gonna have to wait in the, in the weeks, the weeks of NXT to figure out what what the hell. And where this is going to go, but I have to say that I I cannot wait if they let him do a story time with Adam Cole promo because oh, everyone loves story time with Adam Cole. <laughs> so, um, but we're going to take one last break, man, and uh, we're going to get into this giant that is SummerSlam. Um, we're not covering all four hours. I'm just just letting you guys know right now <laughs> but i mean there are things worthy there wasn't four hours of good content yeah and, and and yeah poor and, and and that that's the shame of it i mean we have so much to say about takeover because they they from front to back mark mcfly said it he texted me top tier pay-per-view man i can't i can't uh negate that 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 opinion you know so uh we'll be right back we're gonna be uh taking one last break and then we're gonna get right into the nitty-gritty of SummerSlam, and uh that'll be it Hey, you already know what it is, man. It's Quincy Jones Go for the Quincy Jones Show podcast, man. You know I had to show a little bit of love to one of the dopest sponsors we got here on the show. Uh, they also help us allow to do what we do, how we do, and uh, look how we do uh, how we do it. You know what I mean? And I'm talking about United 909, man. I'm talking about the best damn tag team teaming up with the best damn clothing line in the IE. I'm talking about the hardest going for the IE. I'm talking for the IE. You feel me? Period. And yeah. I'm petty. <laughs> shout out to CeeLo, man. And also shout out to CeeLo, man, because he's the one behind the Rival Pro t-shirts. Man, it's going down. Uh, Rival Pro Wrestling's debut event, Summarizing. The doors are at three. The bell time's at four, man. There's a lot of wrestling, man, involved. A lot of dope matches. A lot of dope lineups, man. Been, been, been uh, racking our brains trying to come up with a great card for you guys, man. I'm talking a Fatal 4-Way. Uh, I'm talking a teacher versus student match for the XRT Championship. Um, we got a triple threat tag team match. It's going to be bananas, bro. And to be honest, you're going to want to stay because we got Willie Mack and Bestia 666 in the main event to decide the inaugural Rival Pro Wrestling Undisputed Champion. And I know 
y'all saw the bell on the Quincy Jones show. But, man, it's going to be dope, man. You're going to want to come out. Tickets, you can get them at purplepass.com, backslash Rival Pro. And, again, shout out to CeeLo and everybody at United 909, which is just CeeLo. Holla at your boy. I mean, they're the ones, again, they're, they help us out with the T-shirts. They're going to want to come and get you one. It's going to be a dope event. And go to United909.com for all your dope-ass needs. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? What's going on, guys? This is Leo Rush, the fastest rising star in professional wrestling today. And you are now listening to the Quincy Jones Show with Quincy Jones and the hip-hop hybrid legend Doc Lesnar. What's going on? We are back. We are back. The Quincy Jones Show. Myself, Quincy Jones. Go of course, the hip-hop hybrid, Doc Lesnar. We are in the building, and we are talking all things SummerSlam now. Uh, shifting gears here. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, like I said, there was a, some ups and downs with the show, but uh, I'd say a good up. Um, I mean, it is one of the big four. Uh, I believe you said we had five uh, title yeah, changes. Five title changes. Pretty impressive for yeah, WWE. Yeah, pay-per-view record and, and and to think that only only uh one of those is on one show right no no i'm sorry two of those so it'll be the tag and the women's mm-hmm. um but even even just like having three title changes uh on one show for one show yeah uh one show meaning one pay-per-view for one of the brands like that's still kind of unheard of so uh obviously a way to shake things up Definitely. I mean, we've been hearing that there's they're planning another shakeup of some sorts. I don't know if it's coming up soon, a few weeks, a month, whatever. But uh, I think it's you'd be kind of naive not to think this is some sort of precursor to something like that, whether something, it's yeah. and stuff like that. So, well, um, I mean, because I know we got some stuff to cover, so I, I'm gonna I'm get right into it. Um, one thing I wanted to squeeze in there real quick is I. I immediately, uh, and I didn't want to bring it up because I knew, uh, especially uh, leading up to SummerSlam, because it was that whole wait to see thing. Not a fan of them just squandering uh, Baron's briefcase like that uh, on the go home SmackDown. Um, You told me there are reports coming in that he's having massive heat right now. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on. I mean, personally, I've been a fan of uh, seeing Baron's growth and progress. A lot of people don't share the same, you know. Uh, We've debated on the show before. But, yeah, I mean, from what I've been reading, um, it seems like he's been doing a lot of things on Twitter that's been rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. Um, One thing notably was I believe he uh, referred to someone as an idiot, which isn't the worst thing in the world if you are on KO's Twitter feed. But I guess the guy he called that ended up being like a sergeant in the Marines or the oh, sure. Army of some sort. And he responded with the, you know, oh, I wasn't an idiot when I met Vince McMahon, you know, this time last year. And had posted a photo with him mm. and his troops and Vince. And, you know, how WWE is uh, when they're doing things for the troops. So, um, you know, from what I could tell, that was one of the bigger things that did him no favors. Also, uh, he's been blocking some of the talents on Twitter. Really? Uh, which, so not just fans, but actually people that... That yeah, like co-workers, or... yeah, so, which I don't know what's behind that, so, uh, but, yeah, you know, so I guess uh, his, that's been rubbing off, uh, you know, backstage and rubbing people the wrong way, and, you know, so, and 
from what I've read recently, too, his attitude is what's been getting him really in trouble, which is similar to, you know, uh, his impatience to make the main roster jump, you know, from NXT, you know, not too long ago. So, uh, which is kind of crazy because, you know, him, the way he was on the talk as Jericho, he seemed a lot more humble than I thought. I was know? just going to comment that, like, we, we saw definitely a different side of him. And then maybe maybe a week or a week or two later, that's when you were telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, man, it seemed like he was really uh, focused and, yeah. and, and, and trying to get himself there and stuff like that. Especially when he puts over this persona that's, you know, it seems so real that he, he hates wrestling. He has no love for it. Yeah, he's you know, here for a paycheck. Yeah, you know what it, I mean? So, you know. And then to get to dive in and get that other side of it, I thought that was kind of cool. It was a little refreshing, yeah. Yeah, and, and then we hear this. And it's like, I'm wondering if this is coming from a... Maybe him being a little bit paranoid backstage now that he has his, like, briefcase, you know what I mean? He's not from a wrestling background, so maybe he's feeling himself, but then trying to watch him, his surroundings uh, because he knows he has a target on his back from a competitive standpoint now. It could be. You know, I don't know if that's heightened his paranoia of sorts. Um but, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, from we've reported, he it seemed like he was set for a big push, possibly to cash in on Cena. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, if you guys watch SmackDown, that was not the case. He cashed in. Um, and it seemed like it was more of a humbling moment slash punishment for him. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. just came in, took a swing at Cena. Uh, you know, and turn around, got the roll up, and, and I would have preferred to see Jinder use the rope or something, you know, because then it at least puts over the fact that they're both heels and yeah. he didn't do anything Baron wouldn't have done, especially when there's going to be titles on the line. But um, it's being said, too, after that, because, I mean, if you watched it, Cena was visibly amused by the fact that he did that, you know, and as a result... Corbin also had uh, tweeted out about it. You know, there's a photo that went around. Everyone saw the the lady that was sitting there behind the barricade that was like <laughs> literally a foot less than that from Cena was flipping, you know, him the bird. And Cena wrote something about haters and don't give in and all that stuff. But Baron had quoted that tweet and basically mm. called him transparent. And, you know, you said you had ruined the biggest moment of my career and you're laughing about it, you know, and, and um, you know, just said, I agree with the girl, which I'm sure didn't do him any other favors. Uh, and then, like I recently read, I guess Cena chewed him out in front of uh, the staff and creative team backstage, uh, putting him in his place. So he's kind of getting the fire from every direction, you know. But, yeah, I mean, back to SummerSlam, that match was nothing special to me. It was really a SmackDown type Whoa. match. I... You know, it was said that maybe he wasn't getting heat, that he dropped the briefcase and get it would be costed, or I'm sorry, Cena would cost him the briefcase, which would, you know, hopefully push him to be more aggressive and which would prep him for main, you know, main event heel status. But I, you know, I didn't see any aggressiveness. We were watching it. I well, was they, just they were trying like, to sell it. I was going to say yeah. that's one thing you heard him commenting on it, but it wasn't actually happening in the ring. It was like the commentary the same... wasn't translating into the action. You it was know, this. Like, it was the same Corbin match that he usually, which is not bad. But I mean, if, if that was the case, which I don't think, because to me, watching and then finding out about that stuff either a little bit before and then more about it after, this felt like like a straight punishment. Like I mean, and uh, I think in the report you sent me, like I I did see Cena mouthing off to him. I just didn't realize that that it was. Yeah, and so, I thought they were just trying to make the feud more personal, so it would open up the gates to be more aggressive. But especially, like you said. Your exact words were, it was like a regular Baron Corbin match, but when you're going against, you know, big match John, quote-unquote, you can't just do the regular Baron Corbin match as Baron Corbin. You got to go further because, you know, 
you know that what you're up against. He's lost to Cena before on a SmackDown. I was going to say when Cena first returned, you know, and, so. and that's how it felt. Like it just, I mean, for this to open SummerSlam, it felt like they were trying to get it over in a hurry yeah. in a bit. But um, uh, I did want to touch a little bit because we did watch Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we watched the uh, the rest of the program this week. John Cena is officially on Monday Night Raw. Yep, it's been rumored full time. Yeah. and he's here. I mean, I thought it was they were going to pull it on the you know. 9-11 Raw, just because of the significance, but... Very true. Um, you know, John, patriotic, shout the young Baca. Mm-hmm. But, uh... American. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, for those that don't know, Cena and Roman actually have been going on, uh, you know, on again, off again on Twitter uh, for the better part of uh, June there. and July. I, I popped when Roman brought that up. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing that, that I hate that people are doing nowadays are people are creating fake tweets to get people riled up. Because I always see it, and I check the uh, the date and the time, and then I go on their actual uh, can't timeline, can't find it, can't find the reply, can't find the original post. So uh, there was something that went out early, like I think as early as a week and a half ago that suggested they were beefing. Neither of them said anything. And I, and I did, I did, I dug. Like I actually did some of the work. July was it. Then we finally get this little uh, – Standoff, you know what I mean. Um, I think people have been wanting to see this for a long time. They're equally the same. I mean, it's like looking in the mirror. You know what I mean. I mean, I've always said if you want to turn either man heel, they need to face each other. Yeah, I mean, well, it's one of those things where is anyone even going to cheer? Because, dude, on Monday after that small segment uh, between them, the Miz and Samoa broke down, all of Brooklyn were were chanting, "You both suck. You both suck." And they sat there and looked around like, "Whoa, shit!" You know what I mean? So, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, Cena, Cena's been hearing that. There's de- I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely some interest here. I don't know where they go from here. It was interesting to see the Miz. The Miz, who didn't even an IC title match on one of the biggest four shows of the year, which one of the most righteous claims. Yes, one hundred percent. And the crowd was behind him. The crowd loved him. Uh, they chanted, "You deserve it." Which was amazing to me because they they would never do that anywhere else, yeah. um, especially to a. I mean, they've done it to a few heels this year, but, like, Miz is, like, one of those real despicable, yeah, you yeah. know, unless he's just cutting it real, you know and, what I mean? Like, and, and a lot of times he does, and a lot of times they he gets cheers because he's telling a little bit of the truth, you know? So um, that was cool. Samoa popping out surprised me. Um, definitely some interest there on my end. I do want to see where this goes in the next coming weeks. I mean, uh, me and Mark talked about it. We thought... For sure, it was going to be Strowman and Brock coming out of this thing like like we did see. And we thought it was going to be Samoa and uh, Roman beefing a little bit more. But now with Cena in there, obviously changes the landscape a bit. Um, and, I mean, I don't know. It's, I mean, I'm kind of glad that Cena's on Raw because Baron is, is on SmackDown now. Um, I mean, I don't who knows what's going to happen with him. I mean, we did see a little bit. You know, he was doing the special guest referee stuff oh, yeah, with uh, Kevin Owens that. and AJ Styles trying to politic. He was he was a grand poli- politician back there. You know, yeah, I, I, I applauded, but my thing was like, I just feel like logically he could have just answered the 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 U.S. challenge next week. Seriously, yeah, that's very you true. Know, providing you know Owens. Him and Owens didn't have another match, you know what I'm saying? Which that that's kind of disappointing too, because that match is such a great match to watch, but it's becoming more and more less special. Yeah, no, 100. Yeah, I know what you mean, 100. percent Because especially, I mean, we can we can might as well just transition to it now. I mean, the U.S. title match was good. Oh yeah. Um, you know, when you add Shannon to the mix, you can expect certain things and stuff like that. I wasn't mad at this match. I felt like there's maybe one too many times where uh, there was some rough interaction, and not just because it was Shane, but just 
off top because we've been seeing these ref uh, conspiracies or yeah, inconsistencies. Planting the seeds. You know what I mean? So, uh, and then so, even- though with a guest referee, you kind of do, you go in expecting there to be some sort of riffraff when it comes to referees, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it, and just based on how they, they've been building it, I, I guess I just didn't believe that that was going to be a central part of their their storyline. But these guys had a great match. They always do. Um, you know, they did they did what they had to do to involve Shane and keep it interesting and entertaining. Uh, AJ Styles, still United States champion. Um, and he brought back the challenge on, on, uh, on Thursday. So I will say KO had a very justified argument. Uh, Oh, with the yeah, yeah. That, you know, that, what do you see? Three count, and he's like, "Oh no, I just see the foot on the rubber." You, you know, you're looking at the wrong body part. Like I thought, you need to look at your right hand. I thought because it's true. I mean, you're saying one week the ref decision stands, but when it's you, it's different. You know, that's that's a real just gripe right there. But I also love the AJ. It's really splitting hairs on that one. Uh, a whiny little bitch on on national no, 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 TV. A, a whiny ass little bitch. Yeah, there you go. yeah, that was uh, hilarious to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's and it's like that that gray area of well, I caught it and he didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So had Kyoto caught it, would yeah, he have reversed? You're it? right. It's a total gray area. Yeah, and, and that's the thing because you know which eye was it that he got punched in, and which eye was he like hold? You know what I mean? So, um, but these two had a great match. Uh, I definitely there was also the the stipulation on Thursday, or I'm sorry, Tuesday. I always say Thursday on Tuesday about uh, Kevin Owens having this very last United States Championship opportunity. There was still a little weird, you know, stuff going on at the end. Um, I thought it was actually entertaining to see that he entertained Sami Zayn because the reason why this is kind of intriguing to me is because they actually been tagging uh, at live events, which has been weird, yeah. I don't want to say they've been tagging. I saw probably uh, uh, one piece of fan footage where they were actually Mm. tagging. It's happened. Yeah, it's ta- like he he went in for the Helova, held the dude, and then just threw him into Kevin, who got him in a pop up. Which I was like, really? That's actually kind of kind of. I mean, you've seen him do the generico steam thing before. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they're trying to cash in on now. Uh, maybe this is their way of moving Kevin away from the United States Championship. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. But um, one thing I did want to talk a little bit on is. The, the, they had, we had the, the Enzo. Well, it wasn't even an Enzo match. It was big cast, big big show. You know that cage wasn't even that high up. No, it wasn't. And um, I mean, compared to how they did it in NXT, I want to say AOP and um, TM61. Um, I can never remember those acronym acronym of numbers and letters. Yeah, uh, you know, not not to uh, you know use a certified G pun here, but. Uh, Really wasn't my cup of tea. Um, it was all right. I mean, it was just two big guys having a raw match. Um, it was yeah. interesting to see, you know, to see Big Show with that uphill battle with the broken hand. We've seen him with the broken hand before against Taker back in the day with the short hair. I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, I had a little bit of reminiscent, but um, I was entertained by Enzo's, like, multiple attempts to get out of the cage and stuff like that, but I also felt like it was a... It, it was another distraction to a match that already didn't have a whole lot of interest in it. It, it definitely took away from the in ring, you know. But yeah, yeah, he was just barking down there, man. Like, like, and to the point where you're just kind of like, I, why is there commentary? Like, he's he's just all the commentary you need, you know, because 
he he was talking over everything, you know. But I felt like, yeah, don't get me wrong, it was very entertaining. But I do think it took away from like Cass having that. I just beat the the giant, you know. what I mean, the the original WWE giant um, in Big Show, and I felt like his involvement, although entertaining, yeah, like I said, just kind of took away from that moment, you know. But you know, I don't know if it would have made the difference because we all saw what happened Monday night. It's sad you know? because it's it's almost like uh, the entire program between them, you know, they, they kind of sacrificed the tag team, the popularity of their tag team, to be able to make Cassie heel. And then it's like, yeah, I don't know where he goes from here. And I mean, he got, he got injured. And it's like almost, I don't want to say it's all for nothing, but it's like, I mean, you kind of saw the frustration in Enzo, too, when it happened. It's just like... Well, we've been hearing about all the stuff, all the trouble he's been getting himself into from backstage heat to, you know, from the bus to the locker yeah. room to the stuff in that strip club not too long ago. Like, it's... He's not taking it well. He, he, he I guess he went on a Twitter rant, uh, supposedly against Cass. Really? Um, he... I don't know. I guess it's it's very... Uh, it's It's up to anyone else's perspective, you know what I mean, and translation. I mean, whether it's coming from his, his character or it's him talking, because he was referencing a time. He said that uh, something about um, you don't lose when you lose, you lose when you quit. Yeah. And um, basically kind of implicating that Cass quit. Because uh, the reason I say that is because he referenced a time in NXT where I guess he claims his Jordan, one of his Jordan sneakers were completely the other way. Um, this back when he was he had the the wheelchair he was stuck to the wheelchair thing. Yeah, I, I figured I was like this is kind of a weird like irony. Yeah, and you know? and um, where he's basically saying, oh, I, I you know I pretty much dug down and finished the match, reached down and just still you know did what I had to do to finish the match, basically saying that he didn't have enough guts to finish finish the match and he quit so he's a loser. But it was just weird because you know it's like it's it's he's commenting on a real life injury so you don't know. You know, and yeah, he's commenting coming, on his real life injury yeah, too. Yeah, is this coming so, from him? Is it kayfabe? Well, and, oh, then, and then what followed was um, him basically saying, "I'm I'm not taking this win because it's not a win." Yeah, I did see that. And and then basically saying, uh, you know, real reluctant, but like saying, "I really do." Like I, I, you know, even though we got our stuff going on, I do hope you're okay or whatever. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think that's all something too, where he was saying, "See, I'm not like you. Like I could have picked the bones, but I didn't." You know, or something. Oh, like that, that I nature. mean, that's very true. I mean, because yeah, I mean, and for those who are listening, don't know by now, Cass, uh, he took a bad bump. Uh, he went for a boot. Enzo draped the rope so he could, you know, kind of do the flip over, you know, and hit the he hit the mat, and he ended up tearing an ACL, um, and he might have meniscus damage as well, and he's looking at nine months at least. I mean, I already saw a picture with him on crutches. Yeah. Yeah, that oh yeah, that backstage uh, WD.com footage. He's he's still dropping f bombs, man. Like he's it's well, it's you real. Saw him. You know? I mean, I thought it was. Uh, I had to go back and watch it, and then you know what I mean. And then uh, just seeing how, how upset he was uh, hitting the apron and stuff like that. Because uh, they usually don't call the ref unless it's like blood. Yeah. But yeah, that was well, I mean, something is for sure. Wrong. Because yeah. you know when he you knew something was wrong when he came in. He was hobbling. You know, but he's such a big guy. You're like, okay, maybe he's gonna power through it. Maybe, maybe he's selling. He hyperextended something. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then when he went for the Empire elbow, like seeing a guy that big buckle. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And I, I immediately I thought, I, I, I wonder if he tore a quad. You know, we saw it happen to Vince. We, you know, on both, uh, both quads. We've seen Triple H do it twice. You know, and so you only kind of see 
injuries, leg injuries that ground grown men. Like, and you know, Triple H and Vince are also big in stature. Yeah, I was gonna say they're, they're, know, they're so, no, uh, they're no pushovers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. So and then these, these yeah, guys so once, constantly lift weights. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, yeah. and so when you see a guy the size of Cass, like he's slapping and and banging on the apron and dropping bombs like that, it was just kind of like, okay, this is there's something going. Yeah, there's on, something. You know? I mean, so, and I I was already wondering if there were there, there were gonna be. A change or because so, I didn't know yeah, what I the long term plans are after SummerSlam. I didn't know where he was going to be going after yeah. this. I mean, they had the Brooklyn Street fight just for the allure of Brooklyn. They're in Brooklyn, Staten Island boy, Jersey boy. I get it. Yeah. And it started good. He hit him with that that shopping cart. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, I he, like, oh, he, okay. he dug into his uh, Tommy Dreamer bag of tricks. And yeah, I, I'd say a little bit of New Jack for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was wondering if it was going to be a change of pace now. Uh, and I guess. There is, because the newest member to the 205 Live roster is Enzo Amore. And um, he came out after uh, the rematch between Akira Tozawa and uh, Neville. And, um, Neville retained. He, yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's kind of crazy, because I think a month ago, he had just he had a line on the mic on Raw talking about... Yeah. When this whole big show casting yeah, started. Like, yeah, was... I'm 206, dog. I'm a heavyweight. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Uh, maybe they took off one of his illustrious chains and now it's 205. Who knows? Sidebar, though. Is it me or did all of his promos th- uh, this past weekend in New York just seem like way too New York? Well, uh, they fell flat. He's not a New Yorker. And, and, yeah. Um, he just had way too many, like, references for me. It was just like, man, they know where they're at. He was pandering. You know? I mean, well, I knew when he wasn't getting a whole bunch of... Uh, cheer off the where brooklyn at where brooklyn at you know what i mean i was like oh man okay but um uh yeah i mean moving on uh this was to me like a sleeper match and not even as far as a sleeper that that it was a good match you didn't think about i meant like nodding off like Mm. over in a split second that was the whole randy orton uh rusev match i it, it i don't understand i mean especially for those that last year at SummerSlam they paid to see uh, Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar. That was just a fiasco. Yeah. We had to wait a whole year to see Randy again at SummerSlam. And it's like, what, a, a, a five-minute match? Uh, I, I don't even think it was that. Well, well, he got beat up before the match even yeah, really geez. started. So then... Yeah, technically, you know, once the bell rang, they're calling it a multi-second match. Maybe an eight-minute segment as a whole. But it was just like... I mean, we didn't. there was no reasoning behind it. And, yo, Rusev's been eating RKO's, like, for weeks now, you know? And it's just like, I mean, we've already said this match didn't really make sense on paper. Obviously, it's we got two big stars who have nothing to do. We have two weeks to build it. Go. And there really was no build besides, I don't have, you know, I'm Rusev. I don't have an opponent. Randy's like, I'm looking to hurt somebody. You got an opponent. And then, you know, a super kick, you know, as the show goes off next week. And then an RKO the next week. And then we're... Here for you know what I mean like it just there was it didn't make any sense and you know just on the heels of that um, there's been rumors circulating that uh, Rusev and Lana are uh, are being are very frustrated. I was actually going to talk to you about that. Yeah, um, supposedly they asked for their release, Uh, but the thing is, I hear that they've been they've been very vocal to the creative team, which. You know how it is. You talk to the creative team about how well, like their ideas guys. are this yeah. and that, and I should. Be, they they don't want to hear the, the it. The whole and the whole it's, it's a fish story. It goes through one person, they pass on. Yeah. it's it's essentially a whole in 
one year out the other. Yeah, it, it just basically ostracizes yourself even farther from where you the position you feel you want to be. And you know, it's and in the same breath, like Randy, he, he's pretty frustrated with his position well, I, in the I company was too. Say, but apparently, he's just happy with the money. So it's it is what it is. I heard know? this is what I heard. I heard that Rusev, not Rusev and Lana. But Rusev on his own got into a heated uh, uh, argument with Creative backstage. Yeah, um, I also heard that while Lana hasn't said anything, she does feel the same way as him. Rusev asked for his, his release. WWE's not granting his release. Yeah. But I also heard the kind of twist in, uh, in that story is that I guess Orton was backing his decision yeah. to want to ask for his uh, release. Because, yeah, uh, again, to your point, Orton's been feeling the same way. But I, he, he really wants to go to Raw. He's he's he he should be on Raw. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, th- granted, there was a, probably a few marquee names that you wanted to see him go against, but I mean, I, like for me right now, I'd like to see him go against Bobby Bobby Roode now that he's on a roster. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, it's one that's one of those hard things when you got guys like Orton and John Cena. You gotta, I mean, they're they're flagships of you know the past era that that helped bring it to this new era. But it's like kind of hard to fit them in sometimes. Yeah, uh, because they. Especially Randy, you know him. He wants to be in a story that's going to make sense. Yeah, no, definitely. And you know, it's funny you say that because supposedly, you know, um, and you know how it is. This the IC, IWC scuttlebutt just it it travels pretty fast and pretty consistently. But uh, I've seen a few memes where it's suggesting that possibly Finn and Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson might be getting traded to SmackDown in exchange for Randy. And the Usos, whenever the shakeup happens. Now, I don't know how true that is. I don't know if it was hypothetical. Like this, this is what I would do. But you know, in a sense, I think it would be great for Randy to go to Raw. I don't know if the Usos need to go to Raw because I think they're doing great on SmackDown. Uh, they just got the titles back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, which we saw in the pre-show, which that was a dope uh, a double Uso splash, by the way. And then. I think everyone just wants to see all the members of the Bullet Club on one show. You know what I mean? If you could get Finn and the club on SmackDown with AJ, like this storyline. I, I feel for like days they wouldn't. I feel like they're not going to have both AJ and Finn on the same show, though. Um, j- j- just based on the amount of stock that AJ has built for himself, and I know that AJ does not want to leave SmackDown because he takes pride in that. Yeah. Um, but I feel I mean, like we'll Finn see. should go to SmackDown because going against the Drifter and. You know, Jason Jordan on this past Raw, like, I I just don't see, like, like I said, you know, off, you know, off the mic. It's like, there are a lot of guys who have yet to get their just desserts or, or, or what they deserve. Like, and Finn never lost the belt, ever. And so I'm just trying to figure out, why is he not on the path to that universal title redemption? You know, like, I feel like if you're not doing that with Finn, what are you doing? I mean, I feel like they were, they started out trying to get him to hit that reset button and just, you know, make his way back up. But then, then now it then started feeling like, okay, I think we got Finn back just to slow burn this Bray story. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just so stagnant to me, though, man. But um, one thing I did want to talk about, because we brought up the Uso match, uh, these guys had, first, this match did not deserve to be on the pre-show. I shout out Big E because on the pre-show for NXT TakeOver, because they had him on, uh, they interviewed him about the five count and everything, and he even admitted how he stole it from King Kong Mud. It was actually pretty cool. Um, he was like, yeah, we're on the pre-show, but uh, we're going to make sure we all set it off right. You know, the whole, you know, Big E's whole character. He was just basically, like, putting it over, like, oh, yeah, why, everybody, everybody's uh, like, why are you guys on the pre-show? Oh, oh, don't worry. We'll show you why we're on the pre-show. And, you know, so, honestly, 
that was a great tag match. I did not deserve to be on the pre-show. I haven't seen one bad match. Um, dude, I mean, freaking, um, you had Xavier Woods walking the ropes again, jumping the top rope for that, uh, what was it, the midnight they're, they're hour? Call, it's the midnight hour, but I don't know. Are, the, are they calling up, up, down? Up, up, and down, down? Or is that the stomp? I think that's when Xavier does it, huh? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, or it's, you know, they have different names for, yeah. like, the combinations because they do the whole free bird thing. So I'm not sure. Something is labeled up, up, down, down because Michael Cole yeah, said it. Was, but yeah. then again, Michael Cole said knuck if you buck the other day. So I I can't believe all the comments he said. I'm, I don't, I, I mean, I, I, I expect that tomorrow. I expect that from tomorrow, but I don't expect that from I, Cole. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, dude, these guys are doing great. Um, Uso's always doing great. That's why I'm surprised that they wouldn't want to take them off SmackDown because they worked so well with New Day. Because if they leave, I mean, I guess you got the club, but I mean, like, the New Day, they thrive off uh, having entertaining adversaries. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the whole tip for Tabitha. They bring makes a lot the whole out thing. of the people. That yeah, I mean, as far as just New Day, okay, they're just defending the title again. I guess there's another team on their list that they defended on their way to being the longest reigning tag champs, you know? So, um, I, I don't know. I, I like it. Uh, but we also had another tag match, um, another title change if you will ambrose and rollins uh versus d-bar d-bar uh this was a great match too um yeah. top to bottom they both came out in red and i mean i good me, look on, me. on rollins because rollins he likes to get his his pay-per-view colors up but that's the first one in a while that i've been like that looks badass you know? uh i mean me and quincy jones on the quincy joe show i i, I have this loose ideology that for raw pay-per-views and there's a, t- a title on the line. Mm-hmm. If the one person in question is wearing red, the challenger, he's winning. And it doesn't always work out. But for, like, I mean, they had Seth Rollins and you had uh, Dean Ambrose wearing black and red. Uh, a little nod. I mean, obviously, to get the internet stirring, we had we see Roman Reigns wearing the black and red as well. Um, this is a good match. I mean, um, I think one of the highlights, if you want to call it that, is... Cesaro jumping off the apron, running out into the crowd, grabbing that beach ball, and destroying it with his bare hands. And I don't know if you heard this. There's actually, they have a ban now. Yeah. On all quote unquote pool related items. And inflatables. And, yeah. Because yeah. Monday Night Raw, they confiscated, I think, 12 beach balls in post show. Cena addressed the, the crowd, basically saying the security is lame for yeah, taking which them is away dumb. because. You know, we're here to have fun and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know what, man? Like, you can't really say that because, like, I couldn't even get a foam finger into New Japan, you yeah. know, which was in, in Long Beach. And that was ridiculous. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And, like, and, and it's like, is it fun? Is it fun because you come out here and talk yeah. and you want people to react? Or is it fun when you're wrestling and people are distracted and they rather they rather uh, put over a stupid beach ball? Yeah. Because, you, you know I mean, mean, during the... the Finn Balor Jason Jordan match. I was not happy with that. I just kept seeing either yeah. a wave or a bunch of people. You know, it was like back and forth, like this traveling cheer. And I was like, yeah. I bet you it's a beach ball. You know, no, yeah. they did a good job though, not showing it on TV. But you know, it's one of those things where are we allowed to have fun? Yeah, but we shouldn't be able to commandeer the the show like that. You know what I'm saying? So, but um, I, what was funny too was I, I saw a report on Monday where it was like. So they had this whole faux uh, story, this backstory on Cesaro and why he murdered the beach ball <laughs> because his mother was killed. 
Uh, that beach you know, ball had a butt. had a family, buddy. Uh, Swiss chocolate, you know, and he killed the beach and then was hit in the face with the beach ball and he killed the beach ball with his Swiss army knife and this whole, everything they, was they, Swiss. They, 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 so always, was funny. they always use that Swiss army knife uh, joke with him, which is, I mean, that's honestly not not a bad name for a move. I mean, he's got options, bro. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely like does. Knife, so. But yeah, these guys had a great match, followed by um, a good match between uh, the new... Raw Tag Team Champions, Raw and Ambrose versus the Hardy Boys. Um, yeah. Unexpected, but great match. I think, and don't quote me on this because I've been noticing a lot of tweets, they went, they've they gone from the broken universe yeah, to the to woken. The yeah. At least until they can get that license down. But, I mean, like, it, I mean, take off one letter, change the first letter. I mean, I like if good. it works, it works. Yeah. I mean, like, it... it <laughs> Yeah. Oh, dude, Brooklyn. Brooklyn was mad crazy for the Hardys. So that that was that was that was really cool. Uh, that, that was a great match to watch. It really was. Um, we had another. We had we had two more title changes. Yeah, um, we had Alexa. She dropped the belt to Sasha. You know, um, Sasha looked. I mean, the bank statement looked real. Uh, in this one, they had a good match. Yeah, they had. They, I, I want to say it was better than her first one. Yeah, when Alexa first got drafted to Raw, I the first thing I thought was I could see Sasha and Alexa having some money matches since they never happened in NXT, really, you know. So, or at least not to my recollection, and not this version of Alexa who wasn't like the glitter, Glitz, lizard glam, princess yeah. type of you know, and and she's now without. Uh, Blake and Murphy, like she's definitely come out on her own, like 100%. Like, I when you look at, I mean, she's got a great resume, you know what I'm saying, for for starting after Sasha. A lot of people think that she's still green. I, I, I honestly don't see it. Um, I mean, not that I'm not looking for it. I mean, I don't watch a match pointing out the bloopers, you know what I mean? I think it's just because she's heel. You know, when you're heel, you do less cool stuff. That's you know? very true. I was going to say, like, you see her do a little bit less. I mean, the, I mean, one of my favorite spots that she does is the diving knee into the front row, into the back knees. Yeah. It's so, it, it's effortless, you know what I mean? Um, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be a rematch because they have her kind of doing her whole cheerleading thing. Everyone, they, she, has, she has a cheerleading background. Her Actually, one of her first gimmicks in NXT was she was a cheerleader. So uh, they got her doing a little cheerleader thing for the No Mercy. No Mercy. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be a, a, a rematch down the line. We also have Natalia. I was very happy, man. I've yeah, been we waiting were. to see Natalia. No shade to Naomi because Naomi has been... She's been strong. Naomi has held it down. Four months, correct? 100% believable. Yeah. It, it, she's garnered it organically. She won it. Lost it because of injury. Won it in Orlando. I still think it was a work. Doesn't matter. She's been doing her thing, you yeah. know? I think the whole light of belt was awesome, but I feel like if there's anyone she was going to lose it to since Charlotte is obviously on personal leave because yeah. of her father, um, which, you know... The prayers go out to the Flair family. Uh, he's actually uh, he's doing well. Uh, I heard he cut a promo. I, yeah, I heard he cut a promo on a nurse. So Woo! a little bit of complications. Not out the woods yet. He has an outside pacemaker, but it's good to hear that he's 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 speaking. Yeah, you know. No. So Space Mountain's still open. You know, what I mean, so shout know? out to Rick Flair. But I think with Charlotte not being there, you need the next. Well, I want to say the next best, uh, most you know, equipped person because Natalia's had more time than charlotte on the main roster but i think it's time for natalia to have that belt i don't know i've said it on the show millions of times i don't know how much time she has left in her, in her career um, and i'm talking about from a diva standpoint or, or i should say a female uh competitor standpoint um you know most ladies are out in like five years dude you know what i'm saying so she's been there for a while holding it down anchoring that division she's been probably the only person besides the bellas arguably that can 
still remain relevant in a new generation of stars. That's true, because you know I think saying? the last and time she held the belt was the Divas Championship, correct? Exactly. And, and that was some time ago. It wasn't yeah. even like... And you only remember that because it matched with her outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink, I was thinking you know? the same so. thing. And uh, I can't remember if... The, was that when she was on her own or was she still doing the Heart Foundation, uh, Foundation thing? Um, I think it might have been a little bit of both. I think for sure she's won it solo um, because, you know, Tyson's gone back and forth. There was a time yeah. before he get, he was in NXT where you didn't that's, even that's see him. That's true. So. And, yeah, I don't think – I know that they had the tag team titles between him and Harry Smith Jr. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I am happy for Natalia. We expected her to win the money at the bank. Uh, she did not. Um, I also expected uh, Carmella to, to cash in. She also did not. So, um, But, it, I mean, it, I'm, I'm happy. It does open up um, some more uh, matchups, so to speak. You know? I think so, too. Because Naomi can only go against – you know, the the heels. So many people, yeah. And we only want to watch her go against freaking uh, Lana for so many times. So, uh, but yeah, um, moving on, we had Shinsuke and Jinder Mahal. Uh, I don't really have a lot to say about this. The only thing I got to say is the violin entrance was great. Obviously, a little throwback, reminiscent throwback of this Brooklyn connection from NXT. 100%. Uh, you know what I mean? In the hopes of make, making the moment feel big, I hope that they they refrain from using this violin until like very special times. You know it what I mean? Just be at the big four, man. Yeah, and and, and just because I don't want it to get overrun, and, and I get it because it's Brooklyn. I, I believe the the the, the violinist is from Brooklyn, so um, a little bit of a. If I'm wrong, I don't care. Slander me on Twitter at Quincy Jones Show. Um, but I don't know, man. I felt. I had the same feeling during this match as, like, the rude McIntyre match from NXT in that the crowd didn't really feel too focused on his match. Mm. Uh, not because, you know, with NXT, everyone's looking for Adam Cole and, and just want to fast-forward to the ending. This one, I don't know. I mean, it was weird. Like, Brooklyn was into it, but then they weren't. Um, I thought it was a well-worked match. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not going to take like, that away from me. I don't think it was horrible. No one looked green. There weren't really any botches that I could recall. I mean, my only sole gripe is just that I don't understand why WWE, if they have trust in him as a champion, why they won't just trust. Just cut the training wheels off, right? Like, yeah, you know, it's it's like, yeah, you know, I think it. it when is like we're gonna, when are we gonna get the Singh brothers thrown out of the match? Yeah, you know, and then Jinder does it on his own because I feel like that's all that's missing to make him believable. Like everybody he's beat. Is gonna have an asterisk next to it because oh, but the Singh brothers because even even with the know? Punjabi prison, he he had the backstage segment that he was gonna leave him out there that he was yeah. gonna do it on his own and they show up. I was disappointed. Kali shows up. Yeah, it was disappointing. And, and I think the thing that kind of makes it like a want want moment is uh, I mean on one side I could see why they did it if they were trying to protect Shinsuke, but it's like. I think everyone's tired of, of Mahal winning the same way. And, and what makes it dumb is, like, if we're supposed to believe, you know, suspend belief and imagination and all that, so what and so forth, it's like, realistically, why, I mean, if that's where we're coming from, are these competitors not watching tape of the, all his matches and learning the, to, to look out for these guys? How are you not taking exactly what you said, taking something he's done in the last three, four defenses? You know, we're not going to count their involvement in any SmackDown matches, just the the Randy matches, okay? How many times has he won that way where you don't go as a future contender, hey, Daniel Bryan, I, I earned this, but I also feel like I deserve to see if I can beat just him. He always seems to have these guys in his back pocket. 
ban them from ringside? And what point do Shane or Daniel Bryan go, you know, because someday, you know, with the money in the bank, they're so upset with the integrity of how it was won, you know, that they had to make a, they had to do a new one and yeah. on, you know, but it's like, but is that going to be across the board or not? Because as a GM or a commissioner, I'd be pretty pissed off that that's how my champion of my show wins all his matches, you know? I mean, even, even when you think about, you know, there were, when Daniel said, oh, we got a, you know, a cross-country appeal. We got an international appeal. And it's like this first-time pairing of these two guys, you know, you're excited about this main event, and then it just gets ruined by your champion. You know what I mean? So you would think there's, there would be some type of uh, – I mean, there was. I mean, they had the, the Singh brothers going against Shinsuke, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I, I don't, I don't know where we go from here. You know, it's like – you got two cruiserweight guys going against Shinsuke Nakamura. For sure, they're, they're eating kicks all day. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, what I also thought was funny is how gender didn't get involved to help them win. Like, where's the receipt, gender? Like, no, these yeah, guys have been laying, I mean, you laying down them. for you, huh? They, you, you came out with them. Yeah. They introduced you as if you, you know, like you need an introduction to a match you're not involved in and you didn't even get involved. <laughs> and, so. and then most times when those guys get their ass up, he just walks away. You, you rarely see him celebrating. Yeah, he barely goes, Are you cool? <laughs> you know, <laughs> thanks for laying down arms, my brother. Like, <laughs> seriously, uh, last, last, uh, last, but certainly not least, and uh, we're, we're gonna end this off. Uh, fatal four way, fatal four way. Uh, we fantasy booked this like maybe a week or two before it happened, was happy it happened. This did it lived up to the hype. Um, uh, first and foremost, congrats to Brock for retaining. I did not see that happening. No. They were drilling in that we're going to leave. Yeah. Like, so, and, you know, kudos to Heyman, you know, because. Shout to Mark McFly. He he, he for sure thought that Brock was going to retain. Um, but, man, I, I can't help but think it's a bit of foreshadowing uh, for the next night on Monday where we see Braun is just. First of all, he not only manhandled and, like, dominated Brock Lesnar through two tables and threw a table on top of him, mm-hmm. which is pretty much, like... Unprecedented. It's, it's, it's more or less Brock's kind of calling card. He, he, he just goes and destroys and shit. Yeah. But he also had him carted off. Yeah. And, 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 and you got to put it into effect. No one's done that. Yeah. And Brock did that to Taker in New Orleans. Yep. So... A, a, for those paying attention, for sure, a little Easter egg there to like little symbolism. Uh, it was dope seeing him come back out with the with the with the doctors trying to tell him no. I, I he was trying to so get a, I, I was trying to get a shot of Paul to see if he was just doing his like let's walk to the ring and do this, Brock. Or if he was begging for him to, to like chill. Yeah, because he was he looked legitimately. Oh, he's great. Concerned and scared for the health of his client. Yeah, you know, and he's like yelling at Braun. What are you doing? Are you crazy? You know, and it's just like, it's just funny to see him go from the all-knowing advocate who knows there are no no other conquerors in the land that Brock has claimed, you know, and not even Braun. Like, to it just seems, if you ask Heyman, Braun before the match wasn't even a blip on Brock's radar. And asking, even though they've been teasing it and teasing it. Yeah. And so it was great to see him get his hands on it. And then when you see him, it's just like, no suplex city. There, there was no suplexes done to, to Braun. He, he lifted him up for the F5, and it was almost like, whoa. Yeah, yeah I was, yeah, I, I, I know he can get him. He's gotten big show, oh, you know? No, yeah, I mean, uh, has he gotten Kali? I don't think so. But, but even to that, you know, how big Kali is, when he got big show the first time, back when he was doing his first run. He was heavier. 
He was yeah, exactly. He was heavier. At least I'd say a a, a good hundred, two hundred. Dude, he got Rikishi. Yeah, he did get Rikishi. Like yeah, a bunch of. I mean, I, and again, I, I, it's funny you say you know there's no other conquerors in you know in the company but him, but. Ron definitely answered that that uh, knock at the door because that's literally what he said before. If there's going to be any conquering to be done, it's going to be done by Brock Lesnar. Boom. He ripped the door off the hinges Monday. He came down and he handed Brock his ass like, like he didn't do it the night before. I'm very much hoping, and I mean, this is, I guess you can attribute this to us also being able to be at no mercy, uh, the pay-per-view coming up. That's right, Los Angeles, California, uh, September 24th, Staples Center. I'm really hoping this is the main event. Oh, yeah, it's already been booked. Oh, okay. It is. Oh, yeah, it's been announced. It's it's Brock versus Braun for the title. And do you think we're going to get Roman and Cena? Um, I'm not against Roman and Cena. They've been tossing around. Is that a WrestleMania or the main, uh, main event or a match? 100%. Um, but I think, that, you know, it's one of those things where they were thinking about doing Brock and Roman in the summer, and then they revoked it and said we're going to do the Fatal 4-Way. So then they were thinking about doing Brock and Roman next pay-per-view or next big pay-per-view, and then Cena came over. So it looks like they're just going back to Mania being Brock versus Roman. I don't know if the title will be involved. Um, I just hate I just hate speculating that because I just feel like it... it you're foretelling that Roman's going to get the strap in the future, which means whenever he gets a title shot, you feel like he is going to take Or Brock may keep, well, I don't know. I mean, we keep hearing rumors about Brock going back to fighting. Well, the thing is, John Bones, John Bones, he's getting suspended, man. He just got busted again. Very unfortunate. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I could see him possibly keeping it till Mania just so that Reigns can go over him, but... I can't imagine Brock keeping the belt for four more months, though, or four or five months. Like, I mean, he, he, he has so f- he, he's done it. I mean, so far, it's been four months since, uh, I mean, didn't he win it at a Mania against uh, Goldberg? Yeah, but I'm thinking, like, you're, you're talking about him holding the belt for a year. Oh, uh, yeah, you're you know right. I mean, when there's, there's when you're going to get an influx of people, there's people, you know, Cena's back. He's chasing his 17th title. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... It's just one of those things where I'm, I am curious about what they're going to do. But um, back to your original question, I think maybe Cena and Roman will be maybe the second big event. You know, that, I mean, we'll see because Joe's also trying to get himself yeah, a little I, bit. I was just going to say, we'll see where Joe fit. Maybe Joe's trying to get an IC title shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, Joe is scheduled to face Cena on the 9-11 uh, uh, episode of Raw coming to Anaheim. Oh, that's true. Uh, in a regular match, so hard always subject subject to change, but you never know. Uh, don't we know it? But uh, before we uh, we uh, end this uh, long edition of the Quincy Jones Show, I mean, you gotta you gotta give it to us. It was SummerSlam and Takeover that we were covering it here, but um, the weekend and the week. I I, I do have to comment on uh, two things. Congratulations to Shelton Benjamin, uh, back from injury, official gold standard. Uh, Shell TB. Uh, officially on the SmackDown roster, officially now tagging with uh, Gable. Gable. I'm wondering if that if same Gable. the Alpha still different name, different move. We have to wait to see. Um, how, That's a good how, point. A, a new move would be I mean, really cool. How, how good? I mean, would you instead of the Usos coming to uh, Raw with Randy, would you want to see the, uh, Gable and Sheldon come to Raw so that there's? I mean, not necessarily for the Jordan thing, but. 
angle being there. I so. mean, what could be cool is if they some they did come over and maybe Jason ends up being the centerpiece of a stable with all three, and maybe Angle, you know, uh, himself is involved. Maybe a new a team Angle 2.0 or yeah, something. Who knows? Um, it, that, that sounds like Survivor Series to me, like kind of stuff. I wouldn't. I mean, maybe even have Sheldon go for the. I mean, if I don't see them putting uh, the Alphas back together, but if they did make that move, I could see them going for the tag. Uh, Sheldon going for the mid card, or if Sheldon is going to play the vet, him and Yabel can go for the tag, and then you got uh, Jordan for the mid card. Uh, I mean, again, I'm just fantasy, fantasy booking. You know what I mean? We don't even know if they're coming over. I mean, but it's just cool to see Shelton. Yeah, this yeah. time last year, he was about to uh, get ready for the draft. I had to get that rotator cuff. Actually, it was like this time last year, yeah. correct? Yeah, same. Yeah, and and then and then we got Kurt Hawkins. Um, <laughs> but also huge, 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 huge congratulations and shout out to the glorious one, Bobby Roode. Cue the piano. Officially, officially making his main roster debut. He got called up to SmackDown. Uh, it was kind of a weird circumstance. Like, you had Aiden English in there singing. I got to say, I, I'm loving Aiden English, what he's doing. Like, I love how he started with the lights off. with like spotlights. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, I, love, I, knew, I knew that was going to happen. No, he's never. really into it, but, I, but it also painted a great, uh, you, know, you know, picture in terms of how to Enter the glorious one. Yeah, and, and you know what's weird is maybe it's me. He seemed to be playing really face in that match, and it's I don't tough, know, man. Well, because but this is the thing. It's not like he was. I mean, we haven't really. He did a running forearm smash, which is something he did at Beer Money. They made yeah. a Beer Money reference. Um, they uh, also. Uh, I mean, he was actually looking at the crowd and trying to get a reaction, which is what he usually doesn't do unless he does the glorious stuff. So that, that part was interesting. Even his post-match, I don't know if you saw your post-match with Renee Young, that didn't seem overly heel either. Yeah, but, it, it had I mean, heel undertones, but it wasn't straight, oh, you know, F these people. Yeah, I mean, like like how he came in, like, yeah, I'm going to make this, you know, the higher, I'm going to bring up the uh, the standard of NXT around here. So I mean, my, you know, uh but then, you know, on the flip side, you watch uh, Wednesday the next day uh, for NXT, and he has a, uh, an interview outside the performance center where they're interviewing him about uh, – because there was a scene post-match when he was getting mad about losing the title. He was telling uh, whoever was with him to get his car, get his bags, and then all of a sudden he kind of looks off camera, and then you, you, you the camera pans. You see Roderick Strong uh, in a suit uh, blow a kiss to, to Bobby. I've been hearing about and that. And he basically said, yeah, I'll be seeing you soon. I'm like – what does that mean? But then, you know, because I'm thinking with the title now no longer on Rude, does this match even happen? I mean, R- Roderick technically won due to outside interference yeah. uh, the week before. I don't know. I mean, but then again, Rude in the heat of the moment said he put the title on the line for it. So I don't know where this goes. But then uh, fast forward to, the, to that uh, interview he had outside uh, the Performance Center. He had said the one thing about Bobby Rude is I don't leave – uh, unfinished business behind, so I'll I'll be I'll be back to finish this Roddy you know Roderick Strong business. So, uh, which kind of reminded me of um, who else did that? Was it a? Uh, there was someone else that did that. That they, they were they got brought up, but then they were still doing a little a few little hot shots over at uh, was it Ty Dillinger? I think did it. Not a, yeah, yeah. He was he was sewing up stuff with Eric Young. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. So it seemed like the same kind of situation, but. Uh, congrats to both those guys. Um, I also want to say congrats to uh, one of our last special guests here, Leo Rush. Um, we haven't seen anything, 
but I was on his Instagram uh, page, and he had posted a, a pic of him being in Orlando, Florida, uh, geotagged with a WWE shirt on. Yeah. Um, so it seems that yeah, he was officially signed by WWE this week. He finished up all his dates. And, yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. You know I mean? wow. Last time he was here, he was talking about his WWE aspirations, the, the frustrations of not being – kind of being overlooked for the CWC tournament and even wanting to – you know, how he used to tag with Velveteen Dream and wanting that to be a fantasy – you know NXT booking, but looks like if he's going to NXT and if he's in Orlando, looks like we might be getting that matchup sooner than we thought. So, but congratulations to him. No, congrats, because I'm pretty sure with him being tagged in Orlando, he's probably a uh, standard training at the at the PC. Um, I mean, he knows how to work TV. He, uh, he, he's wrestled ROH before, just different places. But uh, if you guys haven't heard Leo Rush, definitely keep your eyes out because it was the final hour, but now it's the first hour coming up on you guys, and you guys aren't ready. Uh, man of the hour, shout out to Leo Rush. Um, but yeah, on that note, man, this is uh, the Quincy Jones Show. Um, I mean, anything else you got on the docket, Doc? I mean, no, nah, man, I'm just excited. We got a uh, Rival Pro Summarizing coming up, and uh, I think that's tomorrow. And uh, I'm pretty excited, man. Got you know, just the talent's gonna be dope. We're performing. A lot of other dope artists, Two Mex will be there. You know, and great vendors. So. Other than that, man, catch me on Twitter. I'm Doc Lesnar or at Doc Lesnar on Instagram. Um, you know, the one and only hip-hop hybrid. Get your daily dose, man. And, uh, you know, on that uh, on that note, uh, I did put out there that the Quincy Jones Show uh, is having a uh, free ticket giveaway. We're having one for Instagram and one for Facebook, so keep your eyes peeled. We are uh, going to announce the winners today. Uh, the rules are simple. All you got to do is follow Quincy Jones Show, follow Rival Pro Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram. Uh Pretty much repost a flyer, the official flyer for the show that we've been sharing around. Uh, tag us in it so we know that you did it. Hashtag uh, rival contest. And then, yeah, I mean, later today we're going to be uh, picking some winners. And um, there's still time left. There's still time left. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, we're going to announce it today. And tomorrow is going to be a big day for us. Rival Pro Wrestling summarizing. If you guys are already going, make sure you guys go purplepass.com backslash rival pro. I mean, you can't miss it. I mean, it, it's... It's going to be glorious. Are, are you sure? I mean, how, how glorious do you, do you think, really? It's, it's going to be pretty glorious, man. Glory be rival pro wrestling. That's been the show, ladies and gentlemen. Quincy Jones Show. That's right. With Quincy Jones Go, Doc Lesnar, Mega Towers. Stay tuned. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>